This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What is up, everyone? Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! Yeah! What is up? What's going on? BeatSourcers, are you there? Can you hear me? I can see you. Well, no, I can't, but... I can feel you. I can feel your presence around me. Thank you guys for tuning in week after week. As always, we've got an amazing show. But as always, i got to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. That's right. Try it out. You haven't been on BeatSource.com. What are you doing? You're tripping. You're missing out. You need it. Try out BeatSource link. You can DJ from the cloud using songs uh, and playlists made by experts in their field we got all kinds of genres we got intros outros acapella outs transitions we only got more to come beat source link and beatsource.com it's the place to be go check it let me know what you think go uh get your free trial hit me with any questions um thank you guys for the support thank you for supporting my career dj spider hit me on instagram as you guys have been doing i appreciate all of your messages feedback you know, great things you always say to me. It's so encouraging. So hit me, DJ Spider at DJ S-P-I-D-E-R on Instagram. This podcast is available everywhere. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify or somewhere, you can also watch it on YouTube. You could see our facial expressions, all these amazing faces I'm making to my guests' comments on my shocked face. You can see that on YouTube. Um, you guys... Thanks for the support. Now, let's get into it. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, okay? Who's on this show, brother? Let me tell you about this. On today's show, we've got an L.A. native, someone that plays the hottest spots in Hollywood now, okay? This dude's in demand. He's killing it, as they say. He's done events for some of the biggest artists, music artists, athletes, celebrities, all types of people, private parties for them. He has successful weekly parties and residencies in LA, like Sadiq at the Highlight Room, along with a bunch of other things all over the place. Um, He was just playing in Vegas and Hawaii, and really, he's toured the world. He tells us about it on here. So many cool stories. He's a tour DJ for Dream Entertainment, including touring with Boss and J. Cole. He just went on tour uh, opening for Brace and Tiller, not even just being the tour DJ. He had his own show that he would put on. It was super dope. He described it to us. He's done countless parties for Jamie Foxx. He's worked with Hit Boy. He is, uh, you know, if I were to describe him, he's a well-rounded, smart, talented person with amazing stories that you will hear on this episode and his rise to success in my eyes is only beginning he's done so much at this point he just turned 30 but his runway is a very long and he's on his way up and it was a pleasure to sit down and talk to him on this episode so please welcome to the show dj night train all right, well, let's get into it. Um, we're here. Oh my god, we've been talking forever. But <laughs> this is the real intro. Okay, is it? Get okay. Ready. this is the real intro. We're here. Come on, at the Twenty Podcast in Beverly Hills with DJ Nitrate. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
the buttons? Where are the buttons? The bu- they're, they're happening. Right, they're right, happening. They're we happening. got the editor. Shout out to DJ Christo. <laughs> He's making it happen. He's doing post-production right oh, now. Christo? There's crowds. You know, Going it's like crazy. Red Rocks cheering for you or something. You know, you <laughs> trying to make you comfortable. I know. I know that's what you do. So Yeah. No, um, thanks. Now I'm nervous. Thanks, yeah, Snyder. Okay. I'm going to make you nervous. That's Appreciate what you're here it. for. <laughs> Put you on the spot. Too late. Too fucking late. Um, no, up, thank man? you for coming. What? Thank you. Yes, yeah, of course. We finally made it happen. Finally made it happen. Yes. Excited. And I've actually seen you a bunch in the past couple of weeks, I feel like. Or Crazy. At least once or twice. Yeah, uh, yeah. We went from like seeing each other once every four or five years to <laughs> right. seeing each other, what, like five times now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. And uh, yeah, I would have. I know you DJed last night. Um, yeah. You did your night. Highlight Sadiq, room. Highlight yeah. room. Um, with made nightlife, um, you guys have Fun one. become a, a force to be reckoned with in kinda LA cr- nightlife, right? Crazy, right? Kind of crazy. Yeah, that I mean, it was a fun night. Uh, yeah, I what wish, was it? What was it like? I wish the pool was. Uh, I mean, you've been out. Oh, of that room. okay. So, so you the you told me was, before the night that there's something with the pool. Right? Yeah, it. I think I jinxed myself because <laughs> last week it was perfect, right? Okay. Then last night the pool was out and it was just like ropes all around it. Oh man! So it just makes the the vibe kind of right, kind of weird. Nobody wants to fall in the pool, and then right. you know when when the pool's down, it's like tables look over it. Right, it's like a real party that you can mingle at. Right, and for people that don't know, yeah. this club is called Highlight Room. Highlight it's on Room, the top yeah. of the Dream Hotel. Um, it's a Tao Group property, and yeah. there's an inside area that gets pretty. Pretty lit, bro. Pretty no, it gets pretty crazy in there. Yeah. Um, and then there's the outside, which also has its own day parties and night parties. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge pool. And a lot of times they cover the pool, and yeah. you wouldn't even know there's a pool. And nope. it just turns into this amazing rooftop. But when they don't cover it, it's main. Yeah. It's the main part of it. It's, and yeah. people, are, it's very easy to fall it in. It takes up so much space. And it's <laughs> yeah. like the waitresses are carrying the bottles. Yeah. Trying not to fall in, and it's just right, you know. But yeah, I jinxed myself. And so where are you time. playing on the inside or the outside? Outside, yeah. So you're yeah. outside, I'm and then the during outside. the winter, do you move inside move to the inside? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's just a different vibe playing in each of those. I love the inside because it's louder. It's I feel like when louder, you're outside, you're sure. like by the end of the night, I feel like I've turned it up all the way, and I'm like, I can't hear oh, anything. I'm listen. I break all the rules and turn every knob <laughs> right up possible. I'm like, like it is as I red line every as red line as red. Line as it can be because that's the only way it's going to sound decent out there. I know. So I mean, and then they're like, there. we're getting complaints from the neighbors, yeah. and I'm like, well, I don't know. Put a dome on this shit put, or put something. So, do something. Pay them off. How right. about that? Yeah. Pay off but, all of Hollywood. Yeah. But but on the inside, it's cr- it's like a club club, and it yeah. can get so it just loud. Just connects and, more. Like you, can, yeah. You can actually. Well, just the way the booth is, the city's behind you. You got windows. It feels yeah. pretty dope. And then there's the dope, the the big spenders tables right next to you. Yeah. And then it just kind of goes back. And there's a real dance floor right. in front of you. And and it's also like it. I mean, it, it keeps me locked in. And like, yeah. it's an, I'm not easily accessible. Because right outside, outside, everybody's coming up behind you. Like, like, what up? Let's take a. Picture. It's like the What's Up Olympics. Like yes. everybody wants to shake your hand. Not like, yeah, I love everybody. Of but course, of course. But I, when you're working, it's like, yo, I'm trying to change the song and you want to put me on your yeah. Instagram, which is great. But right. like, let me just change the song and then, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, and, and I could just focus more inside. That's why. But um, either way, it's an amazing party. Do it every Wednesday uh, if I'm dope. in town. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's become. How long has it been going? Crazy. 
Um, I want to say 2019 and then, right. you know, the pandemic and stuff. But yeah. after that, it, it picked up kind of crazy. And how would you describe the party? Um, well, it's an R&B party. Right. That's, um, that's I'll sprinkle in like Afro beats and stuff. Yeah. Or like 90s hip hop. Stuff right. Like, or 2000s too. Um, but it's, it's a, how do I explain it? It's, it's a. Well, R&B based, I think. R&B based. Yeah. Uh, and crowd wise, it's just like, you know, athletes and. Yeah. It's definitely a who's who in there a lot of yeah. the times, right? You guys yeah. get like. Every. Some of the biggest possible. music artists, athletes. Yeah. Girls, I'm everything, like, you know. You were here? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you never know. Right. Yeah, because yeah, you guys are good about posting the pictures and sort of recapping the night. And I know Sean. I find, yeah, shout out Sean. Sean Dickerson. Man. Oh, he, he's definitely he's the man. been a huge part of curating uh, the party. Where just aesthetically, just right. so dope. Yeah, he's very um, good at, I think, a lot of things. Promoting, branding, yeah. uh, partnerships. Everything. Um, it's, it's, it's music curation, really DJ crazy curation. To see. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, he, he's taught me a lot just watching him move. Yeah. Um, and he's just like unapologetically himself. And, I love it. And it's cool. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. Other people probably look at someone like that and they're like, he's an asshole. But it's like, <laughs> nah, like, he. Right. You know, he's actually done some fire shit. So yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sadiq is is has become something crazy. We just did one in New York for Fashion Week. I saw that uh, collab with last Diddy. week, right? Last week, yeah, yeah, collab with Diddy for his uh, Love album. That's thing. dope. So it was, you know, the the Sadiq brand is definitely growing. So yeah, it's kind of cool and you to probably see. as a DJ get to get pretty deep in when when it's just R and B. You know, mm-hmm. very very big, uh, yeah. wide net i guess you can cast like <laughs> but um like you said you can play old new afro yeah. beats music that's inspired by it and um yeah. i just you know a lot of r&b parties have been popping up which, they which have. is cool but, yeah um when i find myself going to them it's like the keisha cole love joints and like just you some know, standard I, some ones standard that get ones. played yeah and sometimes i feel like or just from me seeing videos from some of the r&b parties mm-hmm. They seem like they steer away from the R&B For pretty sure. quickly yeah. just so they can get a reaction of yeah. like, yo, everyone's saying this thing. It's like, whoa, is it still an R&B party? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I still I go through that every week. Somebody's always coming up like, yo, how much to hear Gunna or how right. much to hear? I'm just like, no. What now? Like, you know, I also I'll play like fucking SoundCloud remixes of yeah. Fuck You Mean which has like an R&B fucking yeah. feel to it. So Exactly. Um, so you're the judge and I feel like you're very open-minded with music. You yeah. have a very big knowledge of it and yes. and you're good at reading the crowd, you yeah. know, which is one of the But it's yeah, best qualities, you know, but but yeah. yeah, that's something you need in that type of situation. Yeah. But it's been times where like it, you know, it where people are like will get mad that you're not playing <laughs> of course, hip hop or anything but um, well, especially if you're trying the, to sell bottles and be yeah. in the Hollywood or whatever big city type yeah. of club scene. But it's, you know, it's, it's taught me to just stand my ground and yeah. it's the one night where I can play something that we're not going to hear for the rest of the weekend. So right. that's exactly. why I enjoy so, that people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, it, it's, you know, 99.9% of the people are having fun. It's always for sure. Like that they know what they're coming person. to. Yeah. Yeah. So now people like at first it was like a lot more of a, can you play hip hop? Can you play this? But I think the longer this party has gone and the bigger it's gotten, 
yeah. people know what they're coming to now. Right. So um, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's That's the cool. one night where I get to just play yeah. kind of anything I like. I think it's important <laughs> to stand your ground within those, but also feel the flexibility to not be too locked in. Like yeah. that's happened to me. I, I've done, I mean, over the past few years, so many theme kind of parties have been popping up and I've been doing things from uh, electric feels, you know, mm. all indie dance stuff to feel so close, like EDM stuff to yeah. when I do floor room and they want like a lot of Afro beats, uh, but then remixes and it, yeah, it's yeah. a very, I can't even describe, but it's a very specific sound and, yeah. you know, Pavan from Tau group will help curate it. And he has a similar yeah. kind of attitude of like, give them what, we want you know like like we know what we want to give them yeah. don't worry about that and stand your ground and don't do what they want they're you know gonna, they're gonna buy into it yeah, yeah so as an open format dj you yeah. can like i remember when i first did like indie right. dance i was like okay it's got to be these years yeah. but then i'm like you know what i could play a song a weekend song sounds like it that just yeah. came out two weeks ago you know so i lost my mind when you played popular at floor room remember i just oh, yeah. realized i came to i came to floor room and yeah I'm, you. I'm glad you were there i just randomly popped up and I was just going to go for a little bit. And then I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm staying. Like, <laughs> so I just, like, sat in the corner by the door. And I just, like, enjoyed it for the rest of the night. Man, you killed that. Oh, I was, like, just sitting you. there. I thought you had left. It was funny because I didn't see you for a couple hours. I'm like, all right, he's gone. I don't no. have to DJ in front of him. You know, no. and, like, and then you're like, I've been here. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> no, I was literally in the corner, like, just <laughs> hanging out. Um enjoying it that you know yeah thank one you the, one of the random nights where i just popped out yeah um and i was like oh let's go to floor room real quick yeah I, you know i didn't know what to expect so it was that was yeah. a good night i had fun that night and i'm glad you were there you that's know it's also and another place that's very hard to get into i know crazy <laughs> it's like yeah. they really well i mean it's it's coming up on a year i feel like i've been doing it and they've i feel like they've changed a bit um making it a little different to get yeah. in easier or harder i don't know but but in the beginning they really it was oh, very hard <laughs> what you could i just wouldn't even go it was like yeah i'm not i told I my friends what, don't go i'm I don't like text don't anybody. they're like how do i get in i'm like i don't know i'm like you you figure it out i'm like plus the dj booth isn't the best booth for oh, like no. hanging out with me so i'm like even if you do get in i'm gonna say what up you're gonna like see ask you. me a question i'm gonna answer you're gonna go to the bar i'll never see you again maybe you'll say bye to me like you maybe. know that's it but yeah like you know that that's uh, the only the one kind of good thing about that spot is i can be so locked in because no one can hang around me yeah. for too long and so i'm just like having fun and oh, get, get to go deep it's, it's a it's a good like vibe in there though yeah it's, i love that i love it yeah. i'm back i'm there tonight um so i've been doing thursdays a lot and um yeah, yeah it's fun uh, and well, you know yeah, coming I'm from up. you uh you know i think what did crooked call you the hater of the year or oh. something like that uh and you gave me a compliment so that's Come huge on, man stop it <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't see you like that but i know crooked you know. if i'm looking at this camera <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> a message yeah. for Crooked. No, I love Crooked, man. From we just the 20 Podcasts of the Road podcast. <laughs> Battle of the podcast. Yeah, we just played Everyday People together a couple weeks ago. Oh, man, how yeah. was it? Oh, amazing. That's, yeah. you know, Everyday People is Everyday People. It's Shout out such Mo, an man. incredible party. Shout out MoMA. Yeah. What he's done amazing. is absolutely incredible. It's so crazy, man. Like So dope to see these, like festival yeah. level parties at this point where yeah everyone's singing i've been going to everyday everything. people since like 2017 wow yeah so i work with his brother boss okay Moma's brother so and they're brothers like blood brothers 
So I, I don't. I didn't realize that. Shoot, man, that whole fat lineage is crazy. Like his <laughs> other brother is Jay Cole's manager. Uh, crazy. So yeah, it's you know. So Boss would bring me around to everyday people. It's like, oh okay. yeah, my brother's doing a party, right? So I've to see when I would start to go. To seeing it now, it's right. just like it's unreal. You know, that's but, crazy. That family, like you said, like there, there's something special yeah, going on in their shout blood. Out, because, shout out to their parents, man, right. Baba and Mama, man. I, but it's crazy <laughs> to see that all three of them are. There's something very unique and special, I guess, about how they approach yeah. music because they're in that gray area where they are. Uh, I guess genuine and around m- people that respect music and do things for the right reasons and yeah. just for the love of music and the love of DJing and rapping and, and the culture, but also are very, uh, I guess in the mainstream and, and dealing with things at the highest level yeah. somehow. And that's very hard to do so hard without making some, ch- so, Oh, well, you know, I'm doing it, but I don't love what I'm doing yeah. or, Oh yeah, we're doing it, but nobody comes like they're doing the biggest thing, at but staying true level. to what they love yeah. on all levels from J Cole yeah. manager, you know, in dreamville Seriously. to what boss is doing to what mom was doing. So that's I'm incredible. You, that's such a, and you're a huge thing. part of that now, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. But I mean, they, taught me a lot you know it's like you know from when i started working with them um huge i've taken just little things of uh you know how they move in certain situations right or you know i've just applied it to my own career sometimes and i don't know it's just it's just so cool to see and be around yeah and and just soak it in oh my god yeah Yeah, everyday people just Tour in the so world. So much fun. <laughs> Crooked opened for me. Just want to let y'all know that. Shout out Crooked. I was kidding. <laughs> it should have been the other way around. That's my brother. No, MoMA, no, like I was in New York actually yesterday doing an event and I, there was a late flight, so I took it home. But I, um, I've seen him at Dance, Dance, Dance at um, LeBain. LeBain. Yeah. And like, that's some life changing type DJ sets. Like hearing him and Ellie Escobar playing all this Afrobeat stuff, probably yeah. 2018 or 19 when I was there for yeah. the first time. And I was like, what is all this? I'm just like Shazam central. Yeah. And just like, I'm in yeah. awe of just the vibe and the dancing and the yeah. music and the way they're mixing it. And they put me on, on the Afrobeat wave heavy early. I remember yeah. like 2016 um, when like the early Kid records were coming out and right. stuff like that. Um, just like, what is this? And right. We'd just we'd play it, you know. I'd be in New York with them, and we'd be in an Uber, and Boss is plugging in his uh, phone in the car, and he's playing all this Afro beats, or like Mo would, we'll go to Mo's party, and he's playing something. Right. I'm just like soaking it all in because I have n- I had never heard any of this yeah. stuff, and fast forward to now, it's like one of the biggest, fastest growing genres in the world. Yeah, it is, and it and it has no tempo or vibe which is kind of dope you know like it's it can be any bpm any sort of energy even the subgenres too like i'm a piano stuff and uh yeah um right uh i went to south africa with boss and wow uh a couple times and just the music out there is so far ahead so when we come back here and we try to bring that here it's like well mo it's easier for mo because he has that um, like that audience, right? But when I like, not to say I, I try and like force it down people's throat, but 
I love some of the stuff I hear out there. I like, I want to share this with yeah, you guys. And, exactly. You know, it, it's just a little, it becomes a little tough because they're like, man, what, what is this? Like, give us future. Right. <laughs> you know, I know. But yeah, no, that, that whole lineage and shout out Mo, everyday people is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only going to get bigger. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. It's, it's only getting bigger. I mean, just, yeah. Remo was winning a VMA, what last yeah. night or two nights ago. And, crazy. um, no, it's amazing to see where where it's gone. And uh yeah, I mean D James was on last week and he was telling me about doing, you know, in in London like all the bottle service presentation songs or whatever afrobeat song, you know, or yeah. african like bass songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. So nuts to so see. So hopefully that comes yeah. here. But I know what you mean. It's not shoving it down their throat, but mixing it in a way where I mean, that's, that was why I became a DJ was to share music with people. I didn't yeah. think about anything, even like necessarily rocking parties or making money at first. Yeah. I was just like, I love music. I, I have it. This. I want to play it for play you. It. You know, yeah. then I learned as we go. Yeah, but we still do that. You yeah. Know? So I feel like, like I, that's within us. Yeah. You I'm know? not scared to, to play songs. Yeah. Um, it's just sometimes we're just kind of, we kind of want people to appreciate it the same way we do. Yes. Because it's like, yo, just... Right, feel how I feel about yeah. this, but yeah, it's like showing someone like a movie you like, and they just try to talk to you through the whole thing. You're like, yeah, shut up, you know what? I just, <laughs> just, just watch came, it. <laughs> you know what came to mind when uh, when you see something funny and you try to show your friend, yeah, and they don't laugh the right. same way. You or laugh. they talk through the funny part. <laughs> you're like, no, that was the part. Now I gotta rewind it. <laughs> That's literally what I just thought. <laughs> and about. it's like never as funny. <laughs> and you're like, it was funny to me. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> I know that's yeah, true. Man. Yeah, it's kind of well, we're getting there, you know. Yeah, man, that's dope. What's up, Spider? Do you remember the first time we met? No. Well, I remind do. me. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Should I, I? No, it's no. You shouldn't. Not at all. I feel like an asshole now. I, no, please don't. What? I ran up on you at um, at Hyde in Vegas. Oh wow! Okay, it I'll- was like an agenda party or something like that. Okay. Um, at, like, I was DJing? Yeah, you were DJing. Up, that's probably why and I don't totally some, remember. Yeah, it, but yeah, yeah, no, don't worry about in that, With that ladder I was, I was up to a, the booth? I was a child just fucking, <laughs> I was like, you're amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. And wow, then I we feel ex- like a jerk. No, I usually no, no. remember no, everything. No, you're not, because we exchanged I have, info. like, a vague, re- yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah we I have a vague info. memory of it, but I definitely remember DJing at that club a lot where, like you were saying, you're up in that bird's nest. It was like nest. a table. There was like a oh. DJ booth and there was like a table in front. Okay. And I think we were off to like the side. Right. Um, But I had been there for like an hour or so. Right. And you were just playing stuff I had never really. I think it was one of my first early Vegas experiences because I didn't really know what people played out there. Yeah. Um, So when I heard you playing just a whole bunch of stuff, I was like. Oh shit! This guy's amazing, <laughs> and just the DJ in me, I just wanted to go like run up and yeah. and just meet you. Um, Damn, thank so, you. So <laughs> so very fucking childish of me. I was just like pushing through people, just like it's trying amazing. to get to you. I love that. Yeah, I would never forget that because I was like, man, Spider probably thinks I'm a fucking dweeb or something. No, not at all, dude. I, I appreciate it. I mean, yeah, the fact man. that you even took the time to even oh, listen on, and man. come say what up. That and, shit was so, so you know. much fun. Yeah, yeah, Hyde used to be the, I mean, amazing place to DJ out there. Yeah. The, you know, they would try to, there was a lot of those presentations and they would try to control, they had a an MC that would be with you every single time, no matter what. This oh, guy, wow. Noor, and uh, shout to Noor. I mean, still talk to him on Instagram here nice. and there, but he was, 
you know, he's kind of like on some Bruce Buffer, like announcer shit, but like he would go like, hey, like crazy. <laughs> but they had all these routines, I yeah. guess, and you just had to like fit in and figure out what uh, you were doing. And um, it was very, very specific. Yeah, it was a show. You were up in that booth and. I don't know. I remember yeah. Dave Chappelle was there once and wanted to hear like dance hall, and I was like, "Whatever you want, bro." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "You're Dave Chappelle, son." Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Have oh, you, that's amazing. How many Dave Chappelle stories do you have? I feel like you run into him all the time. <laughs> no, uh, I do have quite a few randomly. Yeah. But he, he, I don't think he knows who I am. But I mean, I definitely have had yeah. so many weird run-ins here and there. It's like, so funny. just this South by Southwest. I remember seeing him, and I was at oh, Joe wow. Rogan's comedy club. Oh, wow. Well, like, I got, I don't know, this is a long story, but basically ended up somehow in the basement of Joe Rogan's new comedy club. Shout to Buck Rogers out yeah. there in Austin. And uh, we walk in, it was just like Dave Chappelle, like, playing songs off of his phone or iPod or whatever it was yeah. for, to just, like, a few people. And, like, he was being the bartender and oh, wow. playing, like... Sound, I didn't even know these songs. Sounded like high tech produced, sort of like most deaf Talib Kweli yeah. kind of songs, but I'd never heard them. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was an interesting. He loves. He loves just that whole era. Yeah. I, I played at the Dime, and he. Uh, oh yeah. Um, came at like probably one fifty five. Yeah, he would come to the Dime a lot. Yeah, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, can you stay a little longer?" I was like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, I should have. And said he ends no. up just doing karaoke over Radiohead right. or something. Yeah. Or? I stayed until like three thirty ish. Yeah, four maybe. Sounds about right. Just like I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but that it is hard fun, when man. you're at the point where you're like, all right, I'm yeah. done. Like everyone else is so drunk, so, and you're like, yeah. I'm just still DJing. So legendary though, man. Just like fucking at the dime of a, another oh legendary place. He's come in. They used to do this comedy sh uh, night uh, Mondays at the Mondays. dime and like, you know, the comedians weren't like yeah. the top world class kind of ones and he came in one time and just basically took yeah. over and did like two and a half hours comedy show. Then it led into like, I think DJ Architect was spinning, led into like... Love Architect. He, yeah, he's yeah. the man. He ended up, he's texting me like, this is crazy. <laughs> and then it turned into a night and then Dave's on the mic at the, the club night after the comedy ended and crazy. Yeah. yeah. Such, such a legendary place, man. Yeah. So yeah. crazy. Yeah. Shout to uh, DJ As Is and everyone, yeah. you know, Mr. Best and Nicole, everyone, Everybody. you know, Andy, everyone that wow, runs the Nicole, dime. Nicole, miss you, Nicole. Yes. What up, Nicole? Yeah. yeah. The dime, I mean, legendary. Like, that was, you know, my first favorite residency like monday nights in la i would do winston's which was like the dime opened winston's like where was that at it was in on santa monica boulevard and like fairfax kind oh, of okay. um and it was probably like mid 2000 like 2006 <laughs> or something um and i remember they the dime was like, we're going to, you know, cause the dime was always cool, but, and they would get crazy clientele, mm. but they wanted to have like a nicer spot or something. Yeah. So it opened this dude, uh, DJ, Mr. Best, uh, yes. he was the main DJ and was booking the DJs and I met him and he's like, we want you to do Monday nights. And then I remember yeah. blue gems did Tuesday nights and wow. it was, that was the most fun yeah. night of have a my life night there in like 20s. 17, I think. At the dime? At the dime. Okay. Yeah. yeah this was at Winston's. One. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm um, in Inglewood. They're going to open one. Yeah. Yeah. They've been talking about it for a minute. So. 
Um, okay. Yeah, they they were expanding for a minute. Like they opened Winston's, that was doing really good. So then they opened Crown Bar, and that became like a super bottle service spot. Wow. I remember being there with like Hugh Hefner and like all these Playboy playmates, and like I had some <laughs> of the most insane nights. Like at both those what clubs. What era? You really oh come God. from a crazy era. <laughs> I was so young, I couldn't like. Definite. Oh, it's all good. Definite crazy. Yeah, I mean, so much. That's not me. I'm sorry, guys. Look how professional. Yeah, <laughs> right. you're getting the soundtrack white, in the back. You ever heard "White Flag" by Ditto? Because that just popped up randomly. <laughs> in my shit. I think it's meant to be. People need to look that song up. Okay, <laughs> yeah. if you could hear a little. That's crazy. Of it, "White Flag." Yeah. No, but I'll say you come from a crazy era of like. It's true. Yeah. Just oh nightlife. yeah, right. That whole. That's I don't know. Just the whole 2000s. Yeah. Nightlife Hollywood. Just, yeah, around crazy. 2005, 2006, I remember just going out to these spots and just seeing, like, you know, yeah, DJ AM, yeah. Uh, Stone Rock, Vice, uh, Graham Funky. I mean, everybody that was just killing it, you know, Eric yeah. Deluxe, like, it was the beginnings of all that. I remember, like, AM would do this Wednesday night at um, LAX, and I think Vice would do Tuesdays at yeah. Element, and wow. just to go. I would go every single week, you know, and just stand there like, let me soak all of this up, please. You know, and just watch the most insane things happening, the way they would do their DJ sets. And it was just mind-blowing, like, every time. And AM would have routines, but somehow would just do new shit every week, no matter what. I'd be like, I know what he's going to do. Oh, damn, that was crazy. I didn't know that, you know. And it was just so inspirational, like, Every night of the week, we would go out to like a crazy party and then ended on banana split Sundays of like, what is this? Like, this is mind blowing, you know? Yeah, man. Um, I wish I was around for that. Man. Like, <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I just hear stories like, you know. Yeah. No, that there it was. Well, when, when did you start getting into the Hollywood club scene? Um, shoot. 2000. Man, it, and it's crazy. We're speaking on AM, but uh, RIP. My yeah. first club gig, club gig ever, was the night he passed. No at way, Arena. If you remember wow. Arena, yeah. So I hit up a dude on MySpace. And I was like, "Yo, I want to play." <laughs> wow. He's like, "Yeah, cool. Just sell some tickets." I mean, I ended up. I think I sold two, and I ended up buying the rest just for me <laughs> to play amazing. a set. Um, That's good advice, though, to people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> just yeah. buy the tickets. Yeah, ask your parents or something. <laughs> no, seriously, my I think my mom had yeah. given me the money or something. Exactly. But, um, yeah, ended up doing that, but uh, he gave me a set. My set was nine thirty to ten. Nine thirty to ten. Yeah. Oh. And the club Short. opened at ten. Oh, okay. So, so you were opening the opening. I was the dude. Was, <laughs> the dude was my, and I played in the back room too. Wow. So the dude was mopping and I'm just sitting there playing on internal <laughs> mode because I didn't bring Amazing. none of my Gotta records. start somewhere though. Look where you are now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, shoot, it's super humbling. Um yeah, that was two thousand and eight, I wanna say two thousand nine. Two thousand nine for sure. Yeah. Because I remember like I got married in two thousand nine and he was at our wedding. Uh it was June and he passed away August in August. Twenty eighth. 28 it was the 28th or 25th yeah it was one of those um i remember is right around my wife's birthday which is 25th and yeah yeah, so shocking yeah i remember geeking out i was like oh man today's like my first like club gig hollywood club gig wow and i'm on myspace i think and i i'd see the post and i was like what yeah so yeah it was was so shocking super bittersweet but um yeah i started in like 09 and then from then on i just 
kept doing like the empires. I don't know if you remember Empire, Joseph's. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and then just gradually kept kind of moving on up into the kind of the nicer spots. Right. Cause I was, I mean, at that, I was probably 17 at the time. Yeah. 16, 17. So. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. I probably didn't go uh, to like one of those clubs till like my mid late twenties and shit. Yeah. I was just so against clubs too though. I was just like underground yeah. hip hop. I was doing know? house parties though. Right. Like all throughout high school. That's amazing. And I just built it like i got the courage and i just messaged right. him and that's, so that's cool. how it worked out and then another promoter from that from arena his name's vico just kind of was like yo come back next week sure so. sell tickets it got to a point where i was just like i'm not gonna keep buying these tickets <laughs> so i had to like, tell I him i bought 75 tickets yeah but he was also from the valley so he was like okay i'll book you but he was also throwing parties in like dance studios in the valley. Okay, and I would do those. So nice. Uh, yeah. So he kind of just kept booking me and booking me and gave me cooler slots. And um, you know, you meet one person, then you meet another one, and you meet another yeah. one, and of course, you know, to that's kind of word of mouth type of thing, and you end up making connections and building a network, and right, you end up having like a, you know amazing opportunities throughout all that yeah and just being i think being having your eyes open and your ears open to the opportunities and, yeah. and being there and just showing up and showing your yeah. support even when you're not djing to spots i feel like that a lot of people are like how do i get booked or i want to play in hollywood and i'm like yeah shit takes years and years like oh. just the story you're saying you know yeah. everyone has their own thing but at the end of the day the the like one of the number one things on this podcast after like hundreds of episodes like or i guess we're almost 150 but is like showing up being there Just you know there. whether it's in rate whether you want to be in radio whether you want to be in clubs yeah concerts whatever it is a studio a and r be there show up just, you know whether you around. think you should or not yeah be around mm -hmm. and you're going to learn a lot as a DJ and a person, you're also mm. going to be showing your support and people are going to see that yeah. and it means a lot. And you just learn how things move. Yes. Just learning how things move is a key point. Because, exactly. Uh, you know, sometimes people are oblivious to uh, how to go about certain things, how to go about having a conversation with somebody. Yes. That's whether it's a talent booker or anything. Um, it, it's just being there and seeing how things move throughout the night. So you know you're not just inserting yourself um, in a wrong way in a situation or yeah. coming off and giving a bad impression. So yeah. yeah, just just being there and just observing. Right, it's really it's really super key for sure. That's yeah. dope. Um, and so we were talking about um, you know uh, the past, you know clubs and stuff like that, and inspirations. <laughs> well, did you ever get to see AM Spin ever? No. Oh, okay. No, no, never. That's so crazy to me, too. Never. It's like I've seen him probably uncountable amount of times. And like yeah. when I talk to some younger people, they're like, I never even saw him. But like, I love and I'm like, that's I've so seen every crazy AM video, though. Right. I, you know, I've seen the doc maybe like 10 times, 12 times. Yeah. Um, I, but I, on, I think I've seen every AM video on YouTube possible. Right. Or fucking Vimeo and all the, just seen the one where I'm where Steve Wonders making fun of me and I'm trying to talk to him. <laughs> We have the day that I met AM and that Steve Wonder met AM. We yeah. we filmed it randomly, not knowing that what we was was happening. But yeah. we had a flip camera. We were in Las Vegas uh -huh. and we filmed this whole thing. And there's this one part in it where, 
like he had, we were DJing the Bongo Jeans booth in mm-hmm. Las Vegas and uh, for Magic Convention, we're like Agenda, that whole yeah. clothing convention. And he, I had never heard of him. I didn't even know who he was, you know. And yeah. they're like, we got this guy AM to play. He's Nicole Richie's boyfriend and she's the spokesperson of the <laughs> jeans. And we're like, oh shit. And he came in. Obviously, I was like blown away. Like this is unreal. Yeah. And I and Serato had just kind of come out, and he was on relative mode, and I had only used absolute mode. I thought you had to like put the needle. The needle. Yeah, I'd been recording all my vinyl in like by the twelve inch, so I'd have three songs on an MP3 because <laughs> I thought you had to like do it like normal. And I'm watching him. And I'm like, why does he have a red point? You know, yeah. he's going to the beginning of the song. So I remember standing there and wanting to ask him and I was like going to and I was waiting for that point and I was going to lean over and ask him and then like Nicole Richie like swoops in and they just start like making out like right in front of me and it was like so awkward and I'm like Ooh, like head down Wrong time and to ask in for my people. head like that's all that happened little do I know like Steve wonders like <laughs> filming me and like zooming in like on this flip camera on my face and you hear him like laughing in the background this. I'll show you at the end so yeah. it's uh that's the one wow. AM video you have not seen no, that's- but yeah. But the crazy thing is we captured so much iconic AM shit in that video that I didn't know. I was just like, yo, this dude's pretty dope. Like, let's film. And, like, he'd be, like, doing like his special thing and these custom, you know, these uh, trademark mixes. And so I'm just standing next to him like, oh, I'm filming his hands and we're doing it. And we made this stupid video and put it on YouTube had, like, just come out. You know, it was, like, the beginning of all this shit. And uh, we... Yeah, we we put that out, and then now I look back at it, I'm like, damn, we got this crazy... What did you name it? Because I, I don't think I've seen... It's just called, like, Spider and Steve Wonder Magic Convention 06 oh, or something. Yeah, or yeah. I, you know, DJ meeting DJ AM, or... I don't know, it's on... It's on Steve Wonder's page. I'll find it and show you. But that's always the part everybody points out. I'm like, there's all these amazing things of AM, and it's just me looking like an idiot (laughs) is the one uh, (laughs) one one thing that stands out to everybody. I'm like, thanks a lot. I'm the butt of your damn jokes. I really wish I would have seen him, man. Yeah, it it was... It's so inspirational every single time, and I was so lucky. Like, he would... My birthday is December 22nd, Mm -hmm. and... If you're in LA, at I mean, I'm from LA. You are too, but as you know, 98 percent of people are not that live here. So yeah. usually during the holidays, no there's nobody here. here. So I'm always like, "Hey, who's around? Let's do something for my birthday." And there's nobody. nobody. I have like two friends, and we'll go to dinner. But he would always be around, and he'd be like, "Where are you going to go for your birthday? I'll DJ." And I was like, "What? This is like my idol, so you know?" So I... for years in a row, like he, I have all these pictures and videos of these nights where he would just show up to a club. There'd be like eight of us, and he'd be like, "I'm gonna do a Miami bass set," and he would just do. I remember this one night he did that. It was like me, him, Steve Aoki, like Marshall yeah. Barnes, like a few people just in this club, and he's does a Miami bass set. And then another time he would just right. do whatever he wanted because I'm like, "Yo, I'm just he's thankful a- that you're even here," yeah. you know. So yeah, so I don't know. It was a whole thing. I remember he came to my wedding. I asked him to DJ, but he was like, "I don't want to." Yeah, and. um but yeah, then a few months later, I, so, it was yeah. crazy because I remember talking to him like, yo, let's, we're going to go to dinner. We're going to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And then when he passed away, it was like yeah, so man. shocking. Like, how yeah. is this possible? Like, I don't even know. I was super shocked. Especially was... after the plane crash and all yeah. that. Because I remember so, when that went down, like I was with him in New York, like in New York City. I remember together, like one of those nights where you're 
at a spot till 4 a.m. eating hang, food or something. Yeah. And then everybody kind of goes, peace, I'm going here. And I was going to Chicago. He was going to South Carolina to meet Travis. And um, I think Morse Code was with us, and he was going somewhere and something. But I remember that, yeah, going to Chicago and waking up to my phone just going crazy. My parents calling me like, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Your friend was in a plane crash. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, we didn't know if you were with him. We know you guys were all together in New York. And then I started seeing the news and talking to our manager. Damn. Insane, right? That's crazy. That was such a crazy time. you know. And and I remember talking to him the night before because he was so hyped on – that they had a private jet. Like he was like, yo, we never had a private jet. They got, you know, cause I'm with Travis and they got yeah. us a private jet to take us back the second the set's done from South Carolina. Yeah. And you know, Jeez. that, that shit goes down. That's so yeah. wow. crazy. That's and, so wild. Yeah. Crazy. And then everyone passed away. Like that was in that plane except them, you know? Except that too, and yeah. then I remember too, at the time, Jay-Z had asked him to, to be his tour D AM to be his tour DJ. Oh, and wow. he was so hype and it was supposed to be this big, they were going to do it at the palladium in LA and there yeah. was like no way AM was going to be able to do it. And somehow he's like, fuck that I'm doing it. And he's like, pulled all the shit off in the hospital. Like That's I think took some sort of pill or something, you know, That's and just what. flew out. Uh, and I was, at, I remember being at the show, like I think Kevin Scott and everyone was there. We were in the front and Jay-Z like even said this whole thing about it. Like I told him he didn't need to come, you know, but he still came and they, he did some whole routine but yeah, he DJed the whole show That's for amazing. Jay-Z at the, I think it was at the Palladium. I hope this might be like yeah. multiple memories blurring together, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Like he did have, it was, I think that's the show where I think Jay-Z was wearing like a pink jacket. Possibly, yeah. I'm sure if we Google it, you know, like maybe there's some sort of videos. I'm a huge Jay Z fan. I mean, me too. Like, massive. I I have, yeah. I, I, I just saw him. It's it's crazy because I just where like in person. Yeah, like I did a gig. It was me and D Nice. Oh wow. Yeah, in Malibu, and it's like he just popped up out of nowhere. (laughs) That's amazing. Just like a private event for like big. uh, Yeah, it was. uh, What was it? Can you say or? I, I mean, it, it was somebody's birthday. It was a okay. birthday party, right? Um, but shout out Reflex because Reflex, the one that called me, he was supposed to do it. Oh, okay. Um, and he called me. He's like, "Yeah, I, I think he was taking the kids camping or something like that." Okay, look at like, that. Good yeah, dad alert. Hell yeah! <laughs> what? And then, that's yeah, so funny because he invited me to go camping with his kid, with my <laughs> kid, and I was going to do something else. So. Yeah. I guess I'm not a good dad. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, yeah. So he just came. He just came you got out the of gig nowhere. and I got the <laughs> camping invite. But um, yeah, you know, that's I the, wouldn't trade that. No, one Reflex at all. is a. Yeah, I love yeah, of Reflex. Course. No, no. Yeah, any, Reflex. any time spent with family, you, you do not For get sure. back. You know, yeah. it's all family yeah. first. Yeah, no, nah, but yeah, he came out of nowhere and just like. That's so dope. Dap me up and then. Jay Z. Yeah. I was, oh, my God. I know. You know, there's certain people I've, you see where you, you're probably them. comfortable DJing in front of a lot of people at this yeah, point. Yeah, but that's just one person. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's not my first time seeing him or being right. around him, but it's just like every time. It's yeah. just like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. Jesse. You know? He's just so yeah. iconic. Like, so your crazy. DJ brain just goes wild. Like, what should I do? Yeah. Like, because you know, he knows so much about everything from everything. the samples to all the music to. I was playing a Kalen For Real For Real song, which is an artist out of LA. Of course, he signed a Rock Nation, which I didn't think of it at the time. I was oh. just playing it. Right. So, 
that's what made him just come out of nowhere and just oh, kind of okay. like look at that though that's good dope. shit like, and he's like rapping along to it i'm just like all right. That's amazing. So, so wild. Yeah. So, we, yeah. That's so dope. That also it's, just shows trust your own musical gut feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit that you think you you could have done that because, oh, he's on Rock Nation, but you were just doing it because it was dope. No and yeah, it, it was just, it fit the vibe, you yeah. know, we're by the beach, we're in LA. Let me just play some like new right. ish LA stuff. Oh, that's great. I mean, now so, yeah. I had Rashida on two weeks ago and she was talking about how she ended up linking up with Prince and she was Prince's DJ, amazing. toured the world with I him. I saw and, that, yeah. I mean, but she was just saying how clip. playing the stuff that she loves and knows you know almost magnetically draws the people towards you yeah. that are meant to be you know yeah, so yeah, it seems like sure. that's what you've manifested over time you know and trusted yeah. your own self with yeah, your musical yeah. taste everything's aligned man it's yeah. so crazy to say everything that i've done to this day is is just aligned in yeah such a crazy way that sometimes i just sit back and i'm like how you know but, <laughs> yeah um I'm just thankful for it. Totally. Know, I think that's a big part of it is make, just sure. tapping into that gratitude too and yeah. being able to go, wow, this is amazing. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I've had a few of those moments just over the past couple of weeks, just like, this is so dope that I'm doing <laughs> yeah. this right now and I get yeah. to do this. And like, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. We just get to, we get to play yeah. music and make people happy. And, right. We're so you know, lucky. Make ourselves happy at the same time. Yeah. And um, I don't know. So it's just DJing is so like, it, it's, so open to everything uh how do i explain this is like we legit play music (laughs) yeah um we we have to make decisions on what we're gonna play how we're gonna play it how we're gonna make people happy yeah um and it's such a crazy process that that we go through um just to make people happy and just for us to play music and so it, it you know it that's why when I see like DJ Twitter fucking uh, worrying about in the club. all that shit, <laughs> yeah, about, yeah. I still don't know that, by the way. Like what the beef with that is? I just kind of like logged into Twitter. I, I don't either. And I just saw in the club, in the club, in the club, and I was like, oh, they're probably fighting over in the club. I know when point. I saw Crooked talking about, it, I wasn't gonna get it. Yeah, no. sorry, Crooked. But no. <laughs> <laughs> last time I responded to a Crooked tweet, I really regretted it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even get involved. I'm like, these guys are way too deep in the Twitter <laughs> fighting. Like, I just want to say one thing. and then Yeah, sometimes I do want to say things, but I'm just like, for yeah. what? Also, you know that it 99% of the time is sparked from someone that is saying a lie or something that's trying to rile people up. Yeah. Like, like there was some tweet, and the guys are like, oh, no one listens to In the Club. It's like, okay, why are you even? You're just <laughs> okay. talking to a crazy person. Obviously, that's a huge song. It was the biggest song ever when we were, you know, in yeah. the early 2000s. You had it's to have doubles, huge. you know, on yeah. vinyl and I, like. Listen, I'm the biggest also 50 Cent fan. So I had huge. every sneaker, every like shirt. Yeah. I got suspended from middle school for punching a kid over being a G Unit fan. That, that's a true story. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. What do you mean? What happened? I mean, it's around the time where like he had the beef with game. Okay. And some kid just yelled out, G U not. <laughs> oh. The whole like. Uh, our like lunch break so right. I'm like the bell rings I'm walking to class and he's just yelling G you not as I'm walking to class the whole time it just got super annoying Yeah, and I was like you're not gonna say it again and he said it again and I just punched him and <laughs> Yeah, I got as it was you one day suspension. It was it was yeah. well worth it. Was it. Worth it. it was worth well, it. Well, yeah. not anymore because I told Fifty the story and he was like, "Oh, you're an idiot." 
yeah. that's that's classic right yeah. there. Classic. He's like, why would you do that? <laughs> He's like, I wouldn't even have done that. Yeah, no. You remember Ohm? Club yeah, of Ohm? course. Yeah. yeah. So um, they had booked them to host or whatever. Okay. And you know how Ohm had a little back room? Yeah. I was like getting ready to like go on or whatever. And he just happened to show up early with all his friends. He was back there. Um, and I was like, oh shit, it's 50 cent. And I don't know how I got to explain the story. And he's like, oh yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Well, thanks. That's so funny. But, yeah. I mean, I'm shout glad you told 50. it to him. Yeah, yeah. Shout out 50. I mean, he's killing it on that tour right now. Yeah. I heard it was good. Yeah. I didn't go cause I looked, I mean, I, I ruined it for myself. I looked at the set list and then yeah. I was just like, man, he's just not doing it. Things right. I want to hear. So, oh, I mean, so yeah. he, he's he'd always he was always so great at picking beats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the beats and producers on yeah. G Unit and Fifty Cent songs were it like amazing, incredible. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, like that's why I I said all that to say that like you know we get to play music and we and you know we're we're creating careers off of this. So yeah, um. For us to put so much time and effort into fighting over if in the club is the biggest record, it's like, you know, be thankful that we get to do this, you know, that right. we even get to play in the club. Yeah. But, um, and it's a big world. I mean, every yeah. time I find new DJs every day that have like a million followers and play techno music in Berlin, yeah. or I'm like, who is this person? You know, right. like everyone's doing their own thing and they're not worried about right. the little yeah, arguments yeah. On, that's, on Twitter. That's something that's helped me a lot, man, because before I used to really care a lot about what people thought. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's not about not caring anymore. It's just like, kind of falling back on putting so much value on people's opinions that don't really like push you forward. Yes. Cause you know, I was always stuck in a, in a kind of like a, a space where I wanted to go by like the OG rules and abide by just how they did things. Yeah. But we're in such a evolving world every day that DJing is so accessible now. We were talking off the yeah. air where now we don't even want to say we're DJs. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so, like, DJing? I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah so um, I, I just stopped just putting so much importance and it's yeah. just like, let me just focus on what I can control and and try to make the best career I can out of playing music right. and and doing this. like. Can we get to DJ? You know? Yeah, I know. I mean, you're talking about like the OGs and and that kind of world. And I know I've I kind of you know read about you here and there and some different things and saw that like some of your influences were like Ross One, which that was one of the top ones what? you listed, which was kind of dope. I mean, Ross yeah. is the homie, but also incredible DJ. Also, yeah. pr- shout to Rap Tees and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's created and just and so- a very. I think genuine and creative yeah. and smart, knowledgeable, Ross talented is, dude. Right, yeah, I like. I'm in a. It's crazy because I'm in a space where, you know, there was that era that we just spoke about. Yeah, the AMs, you, Steve Wonders, Eric Deluxe's fives, um, and then there's that 2010 to now ish era right. where it's like, you know, you guys are still here and still thriving but there's i'm stuck in that era where i gotta compete with the new upcoming djs right and still try to maintain with you guys and and keep up 
really, you know. Right. So um, trying to like satisfy both of those is like I'm yeah. in a weird space, but no, it it's kind of cool because I get to learn from you guys, of course, not to date you, you know, obviously no. you started Yo, I know before, <laughs> but um, there's also new up and coming DJs yeah. that I get to learn off of too. Totally. Um, but I'm just stuck in that middle. So I get to like play both sides sometimes. Um, but yeah, Ross one is, is a huge, huge inspiration. Like, yeah. And like you man, said, Eric Deluxe Eric, five. And it's uh, crazy. Like I told you yesterday, like, yo, like Ross pops up sometimes to highlight room and it freaks me out. Like I got a picture with him and I, I, I want to post it so bad. I just don't know like right. what to do with it. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, that's just, that's just how much I like admire Ross and, um, the Eric deluxes, like just to even have conversations with them. Yeah. Um, it's still mind blowing to right. me to this day. And, um, you know, they won't believe Eric won't believe it. Sometimes I'll just text Eric randomly and he'll be like, Oh, shut up, you know? <laughs> um, or we'll just have, it, it's just crazy to me to have these conversations. Yeah, of with course. Them. But yeah, seeing Ross ones, I remember his, uh, his video of him like flying back and forth, uh, forgot the name of it but he did like playhouse in la and like live miami yeah and it was like just one whole video and it had like testimonials of him that oh i remember that you know it was like funny about? it was like a. it was funny because the second part was like him and sujit right like it was like a really highly produced video super, yeah i remember that that video inspired me to just really dive in and be like yo i want to be a club dj i want to do the Vegas, do the lives, do the big playhouse. Uh, yeah. Just do the big rooms. Like that made me dive in and be like, no, that's what I want to do. That's dope. So, um, yeah, that's why when I see Ross, like, like what the fuck? You know? <laughs> yeah. So he's incredible, man. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just the, the other clip of Ross where he, um, with Jay-Z. Yeah. With Jay-Z. Uh, you know New how Year's crazy Eve? that is to like, I mean, I could feel the feeling like watching the video. Yes. I was like thinking like, what would I do? But what would I play? How would I feel? What would that's I That's like, crazy uh, and mind blowing to me that like you went with rock boys. You could have played it was, anything it was else. And there was not no other song that would have been way more perfect. It was than beyond that perfect. Song. So the horns just hit him with the horns. <laughs> yo, yeah. So seeing like, you that's know, such an iconic video. Like that's just like oh, what you envision yeah. as an upcoming DJ. Sometimes like, I'm going to be in the club yeah. on New Year's Eve wearing tuxedos with right. Jay-Z dropping the song. Yeah. Like, that was really happening. Like, Crazy, yeah, but that's boss level calmness too on his For part. Sure. He's so low key of a person to be able to do big th- like you're saying he's rocking live every week like it's yeah. nothing and it's the most high pressure yeah. club you're in Miami it's I all remember, night long. I, I, mean, I just started doing I did live twice and I remember the first actually both times I'm sitting there like oh I I'm nervous. Yes. Like, I have no idea what <laughs> to do. I'm looking out there where I'm just like <laughs> I don't think they like me right now, <laughs> but no, I, I got through it and it was dope, but I'm sure, but just seeing him and how composed he was, man, yeah. like, like I take little things like that from all you guys and, right. and I try to just like incorporate it somehow, just like, you know, it's like being composed and just 
interacting with one another. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, it, it's little things like that that have pushed me to, to do things the right way. Right. Yeah. yeah. You, you're constantly learning, you know, and like you said, being in that middle area and being around the older and the younger DJs, I mean, that's the cool thing about still going out and doing parties. It's, you can constantly learn from new, every time I hear a DJ, I think of things I never thought of, you know, yeah. no matter if they're way older or younger or whatever, but yeah. I love going to see other DJs when I can because you just yeah. get inspired in different ways. Yeah, no, for sure. That's why, you know, like I'll pop out, I'll go to floor room and I'll sit there and yeah. Um, or um, I'll go to Delilah and sit there. Sometimes uh, um, who's on at Delilah sometimes? Um, Devin, oh, Devin, Devin. Devin. Yeah, he's deep. Devin and Bo- Bobby's on there sometimes. Bobby, Bobby. too. Both of yeah. them. They know what's up. They're Super dope, dope DJs, but yeah. also dig for good stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, William Lifestyle, too. Like, yeah. Those guys. The most energetic yeah. man Mark in the world. Jackson. Yeah. Super, like. William Lifestyle's be arm around you like, <laughs> hey, bro! Yeah. His energy is amazing. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. I've they need to so... bottle that up. Yeah. Like, that's where Adderall comes from. It's like his blood or something. <laughs> yeah. I could have the worst day and you see him. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> where did this come from? It's like coffee. A, yeah. A human embodiment. Oh, man. All those guys. Yeah. Like, Mark Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Super, super cool, man. I mean, well, speaking of all them, like, do you, what makes a dope DJ to you? Do you have a, uh, yeah, an answer I, for that? I do to a certain extent. Uh, I, just being, it's so easy to play the same things over and over again. Yeah. And to me, it's how you play them. Uh, I, the way I see, the, the way I see DJs now, it's just like, the way I can tell you're a dope DJ is how you present the songs and how you, you know, of course, mixing and all that. But now we're in an age where it's everything has to be so quick. Right. So sometimes, like, you know, you can give a DJ the 10 songs and give another one the 10 songs. They're not going to play them the same way. Yeah. So um, I think just to me being a dope DJ is how you how you play certain records, how you present them, and also um how how you really interact with the crowd because um mic work is is huge now it's it's right. such a huge 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 component back then you couldn't pay me to get on the mic oh yeah <laughs> i know you know but then i realized there were certain songs that i was playing that had the energy but they just weren't hitting because they weren't presented the right way. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to understand that when I was going around in, in L.A. and seeing, like, drama. I saw a drama DJ at Playhouse one time, and he, like, made up this whole story about how he <laughs> got, like, arrested and almost didn't make it a Playhouse because they found Coco on him, and then he dropped Coco by OT Genesis, and <laughs> wow. it was just like the people bought into that shit. When right. I was just like, I- I'm not gonna be that dramatic, but right. that that's dope. That's, that's almost like stand up comedy routine or something. <laughs> Which is crazy. I, you know, one of my friends, Don Hot, and from Miami, he's probably one of the best on the mic that I've heard. I've heard that about yeah. him. I've actually never heard him. Man, he's literally one of my. Uh, in my top five now, which is crazy to say, just because if you go to his SoundCloud, he puts up his mixes and okay, it's super crazy. Um, but he'll like 
he, I was having a conversation with him and he was like, yeah, I watch comedy like to get the timing down and right. to, that's his cheat code when it comes to the mic shit. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I just go see like a stand up and I'm like, oh, this is what he's talking about. And I was doing that to a certain extent, but I wasn't thinking of timing. Yeah. I was just thinking of interacting with the crowd and setting up a record right. and playing it. Yeah. But he'll take his time with it. I was scared of like pauses. Like I you know, nobody wants to hear dead air in the club right. so or anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But he like turns the dead air into like tension and it just drops like a crazy record and right. everybody it's just so wild. Like um, he, that's cool no, me, so insightful like because yeah. I've always connected stand-up comedy and DJing and there's so many similarities and just the job and what it is but I guess in that sense yeah. I had never really yeah, thought about he, it as yeah much. just the, the timing of like their jokes yeah and it's true it, just just simple things like either that, way you're controlling the crowd yeah and you're up there and that's what you have to do so yeah. So yeah, it, it's crazy you mentioned comedy. Wow, I, you know I wasn't gonna give that cheat code, but <laughs> there um, you go, everybody. <laughs> but in the same way with the ten songs, it, we'll see who really uses it or right, really right, applies yeah. it. You know, exactly. you get that's why people are like, oh, you're gonna give away all the songs you play or give away this, yeah. give away that. If somebody has enough uh, motivation to then go through and do all the same things that I've done or you've done or whatever, then yeah. more power to them. You know, right? Most people are are not gonna do what you or I are going to do, yeah. you know, we all think differently and yeah, excuse me. We all think differently and we all just, um, we all play differently. Right. That's why, you know, I'm not, like you said, I'm not scared to give you all my music or same. Anything. I'll share like, my shit with everybody. Seriously. And, like, yeah. I, I'm, and there's many different kinds of DJing. Like you were saying, like, I mean, you do so many different kinds of DJing. Yeah. For, I mean, you're a tour DJ. Yeah. You're, uh, a nightclub DJ. You're an event DJ. You're probably wedding a bunch of other DJ. Wedding DJ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wedding DJ. You're you're uh, whatever the hell yeah. you want to pay it's me for. Also different, but it's also yeah. different, right? Like, yeah. and, and the I mean, the even the crowd work at the club is much different than if you're the tour DJ yeah. behind the person performing or before they come on, right? I yeah. Mean, no, it's so different. Like, um. When I did this last tour with Bryson this past summer. Yeah. Uh, so you were on tour with Bryson Tiller, just for everyone to yeah, know. And, yeah. I, and you tour with Dreamville, basically, yeah, J. Cole, Boss. Boss. Yeah. Um, um, that, so that's two different types of touring because when I'm touring with Boss and, and everybody, I'm not the focal point. I'm like, you know, the music yeah. director. I do you open before before them, or do you just come on as the tour DJ? No, sometimes I open, um, but that one's easy because I do a Dreamville set. Right, there's a bunch of Dreamville fans. Right, and they'll just so, yeah, you know exactly what to do exactly, and you know what the set is versus yeah. what they can hear and, and also, what's going to hype them up. Right, I'm just there to just you know quick five ten minutes, boom. Yeah, but when I was doing his Bryson tour, I was on an, every night opening up for him for an hour. Oh wow, that's a long time. That's a that's a long time. A long time. Oh my god, I know it's crazy long. So, like I said, when I'm touring with with Boss and everybody, I'm not the focal point. I'm literally just cool. I'll say something on the mic, play some Dreamville shit. They come out. Yeah, 
I'm not. They're looking at them. Yeah. When I did Less the pricing thing, <laughs> oh my god! First night, this first show was in Anaheim. Uh, I came out. I worried so much about what I wanted it to look like that I forgot about what I was gonna play. Of course, I, I got out there and I didn't even know my first song. <laughs> I, I legit did not know my first song, and it's crazy because um, it was literally just turntables, curtain crowd wow <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just up there in the jumpsuit right and i'm carrying my laptop and you know that process of like you got to go carry your laptop plug yeah. it in wait for it to pop up and get on the mic people have already seen you yeah like they're already staring at staring you. at you who is this guy what's he gonna who do what's this? happening yeah, exactly <laughs> so and I, i'm looking at my crates this is my dumb man. i literally <laughs> I should have picked the first song. <laughs> so I'm out there. I start playing, try to hype up the crowd, thinking that I can just treat it like a club. Right. Mistake number one. Totally. Because they're just there staring. <laughs> right. So They want to be told what to do in a right. way. Right. And I was doing, and I was trying to do sing-along stuff. And I came in with the the idea that it's like, all right, cool. I'll play the R&B stuff, the sing-along stuff, like the Keisha Cole shit and yeah. Usher, you got it back. The crowd was super young, like 18 to 24, 25-ish. So when I'm playing these records thinking they're going to sing back, it was crickets. Right, they're just so <laughs> staring at you or on their phone. And it was like... just hurting every single minute as I went on this <laughs> first show. Oh, my God. So... I just start hearing like chants like on the side, like Bryson, Bryson. Oh my God. And I'm 20 minutes in. I still have 40 more minutes of this. <laughs> so I literally had to just pick it up. I, sh- I made it through, but I definitely struggled so bad through yeah. that one. And then the next day was San Diego and I just stayed up all night and I programmed like the first 10, 15 songs. And I was just like, okay, I'm gonna try this and see how it goes. And then I'll wing the rest. Um, and then I tried in San Diego. It kind of worked, kind of didn't. Yeah. But I, I had a foundation at that point. Yeah. And I built. By the fourth, fifth show, I had my first 30 minutes down, and then I would wing the rest. Right. But as the shows kept going, I was just like, oh, I'm I'm running out of time, and I still got to play these records because I had already built a set. Yeah. So – now that I was the focal point, it was I had to program, I had to come up with talking points, I had to really interact with the crowd, and right, um, it's such a different type of DJing that an hour is a long time, and I hadn't, I had never done something like that, but I'm so happy I did. It was so life changing to me. I grew a lot from it, right. Um, and I was out there in a fucking jumpsuit just <laughs> having a blast. The dope jumpsuit. Yeah. I saw a white jumpsuit with your name on it. Yeah. <laughs> I made four of them, I think. That's I did tight. like two uh, two black ones, a navy blue one, and uh, a white one. That's and then dope. I had a trench coat. So the theme of the tour was Back to the Future. Oh, so he I would, didn't realize that. He would come out and like he was Marty Oh, that's McFly. why you had the DeLorean? Yeah. Oh, so okay. Was, now it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so he was Marty McFly and I was the doc. Oh, that's dope. So, yeah, he even, bruh, like, th- that shit was amazing. As a DJ, to be billed, like, side-by-side side with an R&B artist, one of the greatest of his generation yeah. is is insane. I, I feel like that's something that's never been done 
as a as a full open as like an actual act right so um i'm looking for you know it's like i said it's never been done so it's kind of hard to market and kind of hard to sell it and hop on different tours but how did that come about uh, we met at highlight room oh okay at sadiq randomly popped up he was like yo you're incredible i was like oh shit thank you (laughs) i couldn't tell it was bryson he had a hoodie on right and then he came back. I was like, yo, this is my shit. I was like, dope. Um, and that was it. We talk, like we met that time. And then um, his manager called me. He's like, yo, Bryson wants you to go on tour. But I, I don't know, being a tour DJ for so many different artists, like I, I didn't, I didn't want to do that as much anymore. Just because, be the background. Yeah, tour, just because yeah. I just kind of wanted to focus more on the Night Train brand. And, yeah. of course, I'm still going to do stuff with, with Boss and everybody, but um, those are my guys. Those are my brothers. I'm always going to yeah, show. Yeah, of course. Great, cool. Right. But trying to just juggle two different artist schedules and myself at the same time, I just thought it was so hard. And then, so I kind of was just like, ah. Uh. Yeah. But then he kind of explained it of what he saw and I was like, Oh no, nah, let's do it. Yeah. Nervous as hell. I I was just said yes. I was like, I cleared everything out. Cool, let's do it. And it was amazing. Like I, I got to be creative aesthetically with like my jumpsuits, my visuals, um, my sets. So yeah. um it's such a new thing. Like I don't I don't have any music out. I don't have an album I'm promoting, I'm just there as a DJ. And right. that was the best part of it that I can just be myself. So and dope. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, it's really it cool. Was, it was super fun. That's how we met. And I said yes and had an amazing summer. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, rem- it goes with everything we've been talking about, you know, and, and just like being nervous about something and saying yes to it, you know, like, and falling on your face almost and getting back up and then everything being great, you know, like you have to kind of be willing to just put yourself out there and the first night might not go good. (laughs) And by the end it's, you're killing it, you know? No, I mean, I'm telling you, if if you would have seen the first one to the last one, you would have been like, Oh, this is two completely different people. Yeah. Um, and I felt that. Yeah. I, I felt that because I became so much more confident and my skill and if I can do that, I can I can come back and do a live. I can come back and do Vegas, which I you know Yeah. I was just there this past weekend, was it a couple of weeks ago? I think it was so yeah, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So it, it was you know, it was super good for for self growth personally and and professionally too, because yeah. a lot of people saw me in a different light now. It's like, oh no, you can be a full-blown artist if you want to. Yeah, and you're able to put together sort of that show that now you have in a way. Like, I definitely went through something real similar with uh, Blink-182, and they asked me to be the opener, (laughs) and same kind of thing. Like, originally I was like, oh, what am I going to be doing? And then they explained it to me, and I'm almost a very, very similar story about that because it was – the first show was in San Diego. I didn't know what the hell it was going to be like. And they put me on at Doors. And it was an hour set. Yeah. And also at Doors, there's zero people there. there. And I had created yeah. an intro. I did. I created an intro. And yeah. same thing. I pictured all oh, this crowd. They're going to want to hear like 
dubstep was big at the time. So I'm thinking, okay, they're into like emo stuff, but they're going to be older. They're going to yeah. want this and old school hip hop and like <laughs> everything I put together. Like it was horrible. And because like the first show went so bad for me because like there was nobody there. They're like coming in. They're trying to figure out where they sit. They're getting yeah. popcorn and a drink. You know, they don't know what's going on. They don't know who the hell I am. You, you have a whole show ready and they just come in and have yeah. no idea. So what, that yeah. definitely I had. Oh, my God. I went back to the room <laughs> that night like that was horrible. It was not yeah. what I thought. And oh, sort of had to redo everything. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, we'll put you on 15, 20 minutes after doors. So at least mm-hmm. there'll be a, cr- a crowd of people. Yeah. And then I had to learn. But same kind yeah. of thing. And then by the mid middle to the end, like. So much more confident in things I'd never been confident in. And then even after, for years after, okay, I can go do this place because I can relate it back to that. And I'm better with my mic work and crowd work. And and being able to be calm with thousands of people staring at you, potentially hating you, but being able to be like, okay, I can still, we're together. I'm going to make a joke out of this. (laughs) Like, we're going to, you know, we're going to get through this together. No, of course. The same kind of thing. You always have those people in a crowd that are just sitting in back like, oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because the front row would always be, for me, people texting because they're waiting for blink 182 and they're just like we don't want, who is this guy like we paid for the front row tickets like yeah you know and we're here early and i'm like hello i'm hey, here to, i'm trying to do something good for you yeah i'm trying to make you happy <laughs> you know but that's an art too man like uh setting the tone before our artists come yeah. out it's so important and you know i see it with with festivals when we go do festivals usually uh especially hip-hop festivals a right. lot of djs try to do a set before the artist comes out and yeah. playing the same songs, whether it's like the Ferg work remix or the XXX tentacion joint, uh, look at me or just, you know, that super like mosh pit type of music. Right. Um, and you get that every set, every, you know, before every act. Yeah. Different DJs, same songs before every act. And, I took that and I was like, I don't want to do that with this tour. I like no matter what. Yeah, good idea. I'm gonna have a whole hour. I have to really put something together. Um, so that my motivation was to not do that because that's like the cheat code. I like let me really put something together and yeah. You know, but when it came down to the first show, I completely forgot all about that. And <laughs> oh I just, God. you know, I worried about like, is the jumpsuit going to look good? Is the visual right. is going to look good? And then I get there and it's just like a curtain behind me. And I'm just like, okay, well, nobody's going to see the visuals. That's for sure. Yeah. So, but it, it took, it took a while. And then, you know, I ended up grabbing like some production and it, it, it made the set a lot better and, yeah. and it made it look a lot more professional. And now you have an understanding of what it is and now what you could do next time. Yeah. I mean, you could just take it to a whole next level. For sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, definitely some tours I may do, but right. um, I'm just trying to pick the right one. Yeah. Try to like, try to take this time and, and organize my ducks and right. do a bunch of gigs that I, you know, haven't done. Yeah. I mean, so. like you said, you, well, I saw you just were in Hawaii at the district and yeah. then at a... In Vegas with G Easy and Quiz and all yeah. them at Zook. I that mean that fun. club's incredible, right? Yeah. What was yeah, it yeah. like playing there? Um, it was fun. It was actually my third time playing, but this was nice. The one with G Easy was the first time that I actually was built. Because the other two times, um, I would just do a party next door. And oh, party right. would just like, like, yo, let's just go do this, and 
play what you want and then yeah. just play all my songs Dope. and let's go crazy. I'm like, all right, great. But then uh shout out my guy Solomon was like, yo, you want to do this? I was like, yeah, yeah, why not? So it was cool. Um, shout out Tay James too and, and flight uh, yeah, for, for just being super hospitable. There was like some stuff uh, like a mix up with like run a show or whatever, but okay. you know, Tay was super, super gracious to just, let me still do this shit for yeah. like a little bit. And I was like, fuck it. Let's go crazy. So, so. I think he was at Floor Room that same night you were there. Or maybe not. Maybe it was really? the, maybe, well, he was definitely there around that time. Maybe it was the week before. Oh. But yeah. he, 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 he he's the best, man. Yeah. I met him like way before we were doing this podcast. And then he came on during the pandemic. But I got to yeah. get him back on for yeah. a real, <laughs> real episode. Yeah. It's also so crazy that I'm thinking about it. How like everything is linked. Tay went to college with boss oh really which is so kind of weird that is weird and like so it's like so many different worlds come together and i'm yeah. like oh you guys know each other right. and just proves you're in the right place super dope you're, yeah, you're no, doing what you're supposed thankful. to be doing the universe is yeah. putting it all together for you yeah man now i'm on the fucking 20 podcast now you're here with me it's crazy right <laughs> yeah no i've seen a few episodes and um you know, we finally got it done, man. I'm just, I'm just yeah. happy to be here. Oh, yeah. Me too, you know, man. I've been a huge fan forever. Oh, thanks. For I sure. appreciate it. Yeah, you know, trying to do it do it with this podcast yeah, yeah. and just shine light on all different types of DJs, different yeah. people from all aspects of it, yeah. you know. Let me ask you something. Where do you see, like, just the DJ career going, like, the trajectory of a DJ going? Uh, it's such a wild it's hard because um it's it's more common than ever like we said we don't even want to tell people we're djs anymore because it's like oh everyone's a dj like it's there's more than ever and there's more which there's also more opportunities than ever but there's more djs than ever um yeah but it's also like a hobby for so many people and it's hard to see that line between the professionals and the hobbyists, I guess, and mm-hmm. the general public really doesn't understand that. Yeah. Um, but I think, I, I think that, um, I think it's only growing and I think it's only going to get bigger, you know? Yeah. And, and even through doing this podcast, I've, I've learned that, damn, there's like a whole industry of sports DJs and that's their whole life, yeah. you know? And, and there's a whole industry of all these different sort of, niche markets where people are making really good money and they're, and they're living and they're living out their dream by being the DJ for sporting events or for tours or for who knows, like all types of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then it can lead to, we've had, you know, very successful A and R people that were DJs. People run records. They're DJs. Like everyone comes from being a DJ, you know, or being tech things or starting stuff. So I think it can lead to a lot of things and you can also make a lot of moves as a DJ now. Um, and it's not so much like, Oh, well, and then when you're 40, you're done. Cause you're old. Like <laughs> now a lot of people are doing it. They're 40, yeah. 50, 60, you know, all the OGs are still doing it. Um, and then people have found different ways to do it. So I think, I think it's still very new. I think it's still growing, but I think there's still a ton of opportunity and yeah. it's almost like this blob that's like, like slowly solidifying into like, okay, there is some industry standard things, you know? Yeah. Cause like you said, when I was starting, it's like shit was so shady and it was just like all cash and like yeah. a lot of like, and now it's a little more corporate and Vegas is corporate and there's like 
standards and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still not a lot of like help for professional DJs. And I think that was something you mentioned earlier where having some kind of collective or um, group Just, or company no, that can help DJs point them in the right direction for health insurance, taxes, yeah. things that are real life things where if you are going to make it your career, stuff that you have to learn about. For sure. Um, but yeah. Because yeah, um, I, you know, I, I come across certain things where it's all new to me too. Right. Um, that's why I try to, but you guys also like, it's new to you guys as well, because this is something, a lot of the stuff wasn't around it, it, or yeah. people's having families now. Or and like I know. said earlier, it's evolving so much that we're all trying to play catch up and we're yeah. all learning new things as to, um, whether it's invoicing, whether right. it's, uh, doing admin work in every way marketing ourselves. Yeah. Uh, um, I think it's there needs to be just not even a group, not even a maybe just like a hub of somewhere we can all go and just be like, hey, I need help with filing taxes or how do I like write this off? Yeah. Or little things like that. Yeah. Just totally. for professionals and and. Like you said, a lot of people are finding niches and making careers and making so much money out of it that you make all this money or you're doing all these things. And it's like, well, now what, you know, right. and um, just like some guidance, you yeah. know, but I get it. We're all learning. Um, no, I think that would be useful. I think with and with time, cool thing. really, yeah. with time is really the only way we can find our answers and, and come up with something like that. But I think starting early and even just having a conversation is, yeah. is helpful, at least just to For sure. plant the seed in, in people's heads. But Yeah, because, I mean, it's as serious as you want it to be, I guess. Yeah, you know? for sure. It's yeah, like what, yeah. what you – this could be your real life. You know, I support my family off it. It's yeah. crazy, you know, and when it got to that point – I was like, damn, there's more pressure than just like me. Yeah. Like, I'll stop whenever I want. It's like, okay. That's oh, how it started. But that's yeah. that's what, like, when you said, like, there's a blurred line between hobbyists and professionals. Yeah. Where, um, you know, we all started as a hobby exactly. and it's fun. And then it, it's turned out to be our careers now. And we're learning. We're, we're going through obstacles, but learning at the same time, trying to find solutions. And I think there should be some type of conversation or just like a, a guidance of sharing knowledge more than anything mm-hmm. um, for the younger generation, because I hear a lot in other podcasts or just in general where it's like, there's no younger generation of DJs or like the younger generation of DJs don't have the proper etiquette. And I think it's because we're so, caught up in us learning as well and trying to still carve a way for our careers and, and build a pathway that yeah we do forget to kind of sometimes look back and be like, Hey, this is kind of how you do this. Maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should turn your master down and maybe, right. you know, not be in a red or, or just, you know, little shit like that. It's um, true. But you know, it starts with a conversation. It just starts with sharing knowledge. And like you said, DJing is so open-ended and 
Like it's it starts with a thought and a conversation. Yeah. It's, no, I, I think it's yeah. a good idea though to have something like that. You know, a resource place for DJs to be yeah. able to learn about the things that could help them outside yeah. of the music part of things. For sure. Yeah, and yeah. I know that's even what actually beyond the music and beat source and vice, you know, were trying to do when they were doing that yeah. the retreat and people would learn about these things and talk about it. But it yeah, would yeah. be cool if there was just a 24 seven spot, you know, that we all know we go <laughs> or, you, or you pay for a membership or I don't know what it is, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. and it can get you, nah, you it's know, something, it's something that because I'm, even like do, I do so many private events and they're like, okay, you need a COI, you know, I, yes. the first time I had to do, that, I was like, wait, what do I need? Yes. What? Okay. We need a certificate of insurance for 1 million, yeah. 2 million, $3 million. I'm like, million dollars. Get, what million are you talking dollars? about? Where do you I know? get this? Yeah. Little do I know you just pay an insurance company. It's easy yeah. and it's simple. And that's like a standard number but as right. here you're like wait i have to get a form yeah. for three million dollars of insurance <laughs> what am i doing and so yeah. with my first time like now i know how to do it but and that's where managers and agents and stuff come in but a lot of times they don't even know they just want to help you yeah. book the gig and get I'd their commission. Have a manager yeah that that's what I'm, i wanted to ask you yeah. about so you just have handled everything yourself since the beginning up till now yeah for them i mean up with the tour stuff i had my friend maddie who is part of dreamville he's uh an exec at Dreamville, but Maddie and I have a, a friendship that, like, you know, right. I've, I've never. He used to manage Ari Lennox as oh, well, wow. so um, he's hip to the management. I'm also hip to the management because I've been a road manager. I've been an artist manager, right? So I've I've done so many things that I I apply it to myself. So just now with I'm. I'm learning that you do kind of need a a buffer with for with, in with what sense certain, like negotiations <sighs> negotiations for sure and um just little things like like whether it's like writer requirements or right. you know cuz sometimes like not to be an asshole but like I do need a certain type of equipment if you do want me to do my job. Yeah. You know, before I was very lenient, I still am. You give me anything, I'll make it work. But yeah. Um, but it is nice to have that bad guy on the other side that goes, right. If you don't give us the shit, you're still paying us and we're out, <laughs> you know, like, cause it's a hard time you saying that you're like, no, nah, make it all work. Let's go. I'm a DJ. But, but like, you need me. that person. Like, no, that's me. That's no, my person. You're not going to make him look bad that's, by putting him on this shit. Spider, that's my personality that where it's Same. just like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like I'll make it work. But I noticed that I was just like, yo, Maddie, I, it, it took, Bryson's manager Neil would be like, "Yo, connect me with your people so we could sort shit out." Right, and you're like, "Uh, where are my people? Who are my people? <laughs> Who are my people?" But I don't want to. Right, I don't want to be like, "Uh, you could just talk to me." Right. So it, the first person, you know, me and Maddie talk every day. So I was like, "Yo, Maddie, I need a favor. Can you just like close this shit out for me?" And you know, cool. But as far as that was it. That right. was that was the closest thing I had to somebody managing me. So, so like if you're booked for Hawaii or wherever, you're just booking the flights yourself, directly. you're handling everything, you're seeing who's mm-hmm. picking you up at the airport or yeah. if you get an Uber or whatever, you're <laughs> handling every little thing, every, rider. Every detail. Um, Would I, you eventually I, pass that off to someone if it was the right situation? Now that things are getting a little hectic, thank yeah. God, yes, I kind of... Right. 
Because sometimes, I mean, I've noticed at least with me, it's hard. You'll start to lose. You might lose some gigs or lose some or relationships a little bit because you're so busy and you're trying to do everything or you're trying to get your music together or you're trying to make that jumpsuit or (laughs) whatever. And you don't write the person back fast enough or, you know, it, it will start to get yeah, no, nah, lately, Hard. For sh- I'm, I'm always on top of things, but the last few months, I was like, damn, how did I double book myself? Yeah. And then I have to have that conversation right. with like, yo, I'm I'm so sorry. And then I have to make it up to continue, keep the relationship and, yeah. and you know, just do something out of good faith afterwards, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, as a... To this day, I'm I'm handling everything myself, and uh, it's it's cool. I'm hands on with everything. I just I don't. I've never. I have so many direct relationships with everything that I do. It's is a direct relationship, right? Sometimes I I feel like why the fuck am I talking to your manager instead right. of you? You know, yeah. so. And sometimes it does come off kind of crazy where it's like, damn, we've worked together for so many years. You're sending me off to your manager. And it's not out of like, I'm being a diva or anything. It's just like, yo, I really need help. I can't really manage this. Um, That's the thing. Sometimes it's it's easier for the other side too. It's a weird balance though sometimes because then sometimes it's a turnoff for the person booking you where it's like, Oh, this guy sent me to his fucking manager. Right. But sometimes um, they expect it or it's even easier for them. I've noticed sometimes I'm yeah. like, Oh, sorry, I'm trying to get you the thing and I'm doing it. Yeah, and I'm like, well, yeah. it's my contact. So I'm going to wait to send it to my booking agent. But then once I just write the stupid email and go, Hey, looping in my booking agent, everything gets handled in one second. And, they're yeah. the business people and I'm not. So it's like <laughs> sometimes they appreciate it more and I'll be like, Oh, am I going to mess up this contact? Yeah. But then after I do it, I'm like, Oh, that actually made it easier for everyone for involved. Sure. You know, not if it's a direct contact or my homie or someone or like, Hey, sorry, bro. I don't have time for you. But, yeah. but if it's the right time and a place, sometimes it's easier business wise yeah, yeah, yeah. and they can speak about you in a way that it's hard to speak about yourself. You know what for I mean? Sure. You can, it's, just with numbers in terms of money, you know, yeah. I and, hate those combos. Right. So that's why yeah. they just do it. But, uh, and yeah. you just kind of, sometimes they can get more, but then sometimes they don't, you question, Oh, should I be doing it? Uh, yeah. You know, I'm just, I, I, I'm just mindful of like how I'm being represented. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm very like, not iffy on it, but I'm very, I'm very hesitant on to like, I have to do choose the right person yeah. because right now it's at a point where it could either go left or it could either go right, depending on who represents me. So, yeah. Um, but and, at the end of the day, I think they are most of the time coming to you for you yeah. and look at your manager, booking agent, almost like a your lawyer. Like, yeah. do you know who everybody's lawyer is and do you <laughs> care? And like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, if, I don't know, whoever you're dealing with, change yeah. their lawyer. You'd be like, oh, okay. And then you still deal with them. You know, right. they do want to book you. I still, I don't, to, like, I don't want to say I don't know how agencies work. I do know how they work, but I don't, internally, I, I've never seen how it works and how, that's why I've always been so right. hesitant to join something because yeah. I know, it's like, why am I giving you a percentage for something I can do? Um, I think, but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. But, no, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. But um, 
it's also peace of mind. And I'm okay with paying for convenience and peace of mind. It's just now I'm trying to figure out, like I said, it's just finding the right representation that's not going to turn off or not just turn off, but just not make my existing relationships uh, feel any type of way because yeah, the existing relationships I have now are what have made me today. Right. So they last but a good yeah. agent manager would just, you could still deal with those relationships yeah. yourself and then they'll deal with other stuff. For sure. And I think in a way you're building, that's the point of paying the manager agent person, even at first when they're, if they're not getting anything yeah. because you're showing the good faith of like, okay, I'm going to give you a piece of all this stuff because we're going to build this together. Yeah. And, I'm we're going to do things together that I never would have been able to do by myself because then you're going to take what I got and you were going to help build it and you're going to use your contacts and mine together. And yeah. that's in a perfect world what it should if, be, right. you know, and you're paying, you know, yes, for the convenience and for the help and, and for the time, like your time is valuable. Mm. And so you're getting back a lot of time um, yeah. by doing that, you know, and if it's the right situation, but if you, are with the right person too, you know, they're building your, they're raising your rates. They're getting you residencies. Like they're doing a lot of things that maybe you're not doing. Yeah, um, for sure. No, eventually I know, I know. Yeah, no, I know for sure. There's so much more that I could do if I had the proper like representation or, or a proper manager. But yeah, um, like I said, I've just always been so hesitant and I've always been, I've been on the go since yeah. I can remember. So I've never had the time to really sit down and be like, okay, let me go take meetings or let me go figure this out because, of, yeah, you know, if, if I'm not here working, I'm traveling working and right. Or I'm home working on other people's yeah. projects. So and not everyone needs it. I mean, you, like you yeah. said, you're, you're doing pretty good. It's all working out. If it ain't yeah, broke, don't fix yeah, it. No. Like <laughs> keep going. And then you'll probably hit that point where either you'll meet the right person or yeah. you'll feel I need, like in the same way you were building the Bryson Tiller show, like, okay, I did this, I did this. Oh, now I got to figure this out. And as you learned, your career is going to be the same thing. Okay. Now I need help on this side. <laughs> yeah. Like things are falling through the cracks. Like I'm yeah. too busy. You no, know? for sure. I'm excited to, to find that for sure. Like, yeah. I, I know it's, it's bound. And I think you're connected enough with the right people that you'll, yeah, find if, the right if, person eventually. Yeah, you know? and if I don't, I'm just gonna create it. Yeah, it's yeah, simple as that. Which is also amazing, and what you've done for your whole career. So <laughs> just gonna create it, and and you know, if, if I can't find a home that I feel comfortable at, yeah, uh, create the space, man. Somebody told me that just create your space, if, create so your true. environment, and um, you know, it, the possibilities are endless, and yeah. teaching is open ended, and. It doesn't have to be just DJing, you know. There's so many different parts of me that do have to be managed, but it's about finding. I can't have eight different managers for eight different things. It's about having the one right to you know. So you know, it, it's bound to happen for sure. And yeah, I, I'm excited to have these conversations because I have had conversations with other DJs of like, yo, how does it? Not how does it work, but like how do you feel about being a part of it? Yeah. Not a part of it, but just how do you feel about your business being intertwined? Um, and does it coincide? Does it align? Does it work for you? Does it not work for you? Yeah. Because numbers are going to get worked out at the end of the day. Right. That's the last thing. It's uh, to me, it's more about 
do I feel comfortable aligning my brand with this brand or that brand? Or do I feel comfortable standing next to, you know, whether it's a ICM or CAA or UTA type of people like, right. You know, um, just, just stuff like that. That's like, I'm very mindful of my brand, how it moves forward and what it aligns with. And yeah, because, you know, we we all get one shot at this. So we really have right. to be super careful, but still, you know, take risks and have fun, but still be mindful of of how you move forward for yeah, sure. Yeah, you got to make the right moves, but also not be afraid to take risks for at the sure. same time. Yeah, yeah, And in, in their DJ set <laughs> and in your career, like <laughs> all of it. Yeah, yeah, To move forward. Oh, man. I'm, yeah, I'm excited, though. Be a good one. That's dope. Um, And oh, one thing we didn't talk about out, you know, outside of DJing is I know like your whole life you played soccer, right? Yeah. And uh, I've been thrown into this world because of my son (laughs) is like he wants to be a pro soccer player. So good. He, thank you. He's like he's he's so passionate, and uh, yeah, I try to just really be there, support him, and um, do what I can do. But yeah, yeah, I know that was a huge part of your life, right? That was going to be your. That was my end all that was right. like i had no no other goal in life like really so I'm you've been playing your whole life like kind of yeah. since you were Age since you can remember four yeah i want to say my dad would throw me in there it was, and did your dad play was that yeah, my why? dad my dad played um i like he was number 15 i was number 15 like wow i i took on that he played defense i played defense That's so um, cool. yeah i just try to follow his footsteps and um, it was such a huge part of me that I, uh, played all through high school wow. and then I discovered DJing, uh, at like age 12. Okay. But I was still playing soccer, but right. I, I was just going to the family parties with my dad's friend. He was a DJ. Okay. So he was just kind of like. I remember this one super clearly because he was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom, but just push his button uh, when the song ends. <laughs> it's like, this is at a party in like a parking lot in an apartment complex. Amazing. <laughs> so uh, song ends and I push the green button. You know, you remember yeah. those DJ systems with the, the CD players and it had the little round uh, totally. things to rewind. Yeah. I forgot like what it was called. Console or it was whatever. Like a console, yeah. yeah push the green button it was a cue button and it was a play button i pressed the play button and i guess he left a good song because everybody's got up and started dancing <laughs> you don't remember what song it was no not at all but um i just the power of that yeah it just like ran through me i was like oh i i have to do this wow what an so amazing visual that. yeah so i did that and then um i would kind of like play with it you know yeah, from time to time, but I was still playing soccer. Then right. I went to uh, this thing called Madden Palooza. That was okay. at the Rose Bowl when they released the Madden game. Yeah, that Brett Favre was on a cover. Okay, but they had Busta Rhymes performing, and um, R.I.P. Grandmaster Rock Raider. Oh wow, was DJing too. So dope. so, Rock Raider was DJing at the Rose Bowl, and he was just cutting and. Scratching and stuff. Then Scratch a Tour comes out, which is Busta Rhymes DJ. Yeah, and they start going back and forth randomly, and I'm just watching. I'm like, Oh no, I have to do this. <laughs> so then, um, 
that was one part of the of that day. Then Busta Rhymes came out probably like 20, 30 minutes later. And then I just saw the dynamic that Busta Rhymes had with Scratch a Tour and Spliff. But just seeing how on point Scratch a Tour was in the performance, dropping out cues and letting him spit and still coming back up on beat, like that was mind blowing to me. So that's what made me be like, those two times, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And, um, I started focusing a little more on music, more than soccer and started doing house parties in high school and it just graduated into doing arena doing hollywood clubs and the celebrity stuff and then touring so wow that's kind of like you know long story short how right trajectory of how dope dude I, I feel like it's like a movie i can envision <laughs> in my head like yeah. those two scenes i can envision you as the kid playing soccer Such a kid. Yeah. and then like having those two things yeah. and then Literally, it was like a math problem. Like those two things <laughs> plus equal you. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like that's exactly who you are today, in a way. Like, yeah, seriously. that's so nuts. Performing with artists, just like I saw Scratch doing, and yeah, being able to play music and get right. people's reactions. Yeah, it's like those that's two incredible. moments line me up for the, for this today, and yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. But you know, I, soccer is still forever. Uh, yeah, me, I still. Do you have a team like you support? <laughs> biggest Real Madrid fan. Oh, really? You can't okay, that's my son's nothing. team too. Yeah, biggest Real Madrid fan. I don't like Barcelona at all. <laughs> don't even. I don't want to see. My little brother is a Barcelona fan. So what? Him and I. He's like the black sheep of the family. Cause <laughs> my dad's a Madrid fan. So like when the classic. So it comes from your dad. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just being around him and his friends going to the park, watching him play. And then when I got to an age where, you know, he was a little older, then I started playing on the same team with his friends. Yeah. And I was playing against grown men, and I'm just a kid on the team. Wow. So, um, yeah, that that was my life with soccer, and um, it, it's still a part of me. Like, I'll do MLS gigs sometimes. Really? It's like... Yeah, I'm do you still DJ like it. at the game, or you mean like a side, no, like, like side a, associated stuff. with it? Yeah. yeah, like I did something in Dallas, like an Adidas MLS Cup for like younger kids, and then uh -huh. they had a oh dope. They had like some type of event. I was just up there playing music, but just you know, still be involved in soccer somehow, yeah. some way. I wanted to do a tournament just for like you know have like I don't know if you remember when like Complex had a team and like all these different corporations like. For soccer? Yeah, for soccer. And they would play like six on six at like Hollywood High School or something. Or oh, like wow, an indoor spot. No, I don't remember. Um, so I wanted to do something like that, like similar and just get different groups of, yeah. you know, have TDE have a team, Dreamville have a team, but none of those guys play soccer. So it's just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's some spot in, in uh, like Echo Park-ish area called Evolve Soccer. Uh, and it's like an indoor thing, but they're somehow associated with, they have this insane uh, speaker system. E Evol, right? Is that no, it's Evolve. Oh, like, Evolve. Uh, but it's like I've seen um, a league like that. I think like I I know like Diplo and them did these things where it was like, uh, what was it? Copa del Rey. Copa del Rey. That's fire. shout to Vlad's in here with this whole time. That's you guys here. never get to him. Yeah, and so they would do. They'd have DJs and this insane. Copa del Rey is amazing. And it was all these EDM people. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, Beat Source versus Mad Decent. So, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for some so reason, that could be dope. I just you know, wanted you could, to. You just gotta play find soccer. the right people. You know. Yeah, I just wanted to play soccer. My kid will again. play. I'll get him in there. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't want me in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm terrible now. I. I mean, I'm sure you're way beyond anything I could do. Like, I mean, no I, way. I don't know where my kid gets it from. <laughs> Definitely not my side. I'm huffing and puffing by like <laughs> five minutes in. Oh my god, we played. We went to Hawaii. Oh, I did New Year's in Hawaii, yeah. and we like went on the. They were like, "Oh, we have a, a soccer game for whoever wants to play. Show up on this uh, court, like yeah. on the roof or something like a <laughs> tennis court." And I told my kid, "I'm like, oh, I'll take you there." Not thinking that they're gonna try to get me to play. Right. So we like go up. And they're like, both of you guys come in. I'm like, no, 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 not me. So I end up playing with them. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, I couldn't so breathe. Dude. My face was so red. And, like, my wife and I get her up, like, why is your face that red? Yeah. I'm like, I've never done this. Like, I'm not built for this. You know? Yeah. My barber, uh, he play, He coaches a high school soccer team. Yeah. So he created a, a team at Griffith Park, like, part of a league. Oh, okay. So we would play Monday nights. And I was like, yo, throw me in. Like, <laughs> I paid the I registration this. fee and everything. I was like, I'm getting back into it. I'm joining. <laughs> Come back in first game. You just I was to start. We actually I had no choice but to be a starter because we only had ten players. Right. So we were, <laughs> so I was done. in there no one way or another. No subs. I get in there and Griffith Park right by the L.A. Zoo. It's artificial turf. Uh-huh. So I'm in there playing with like actual cleats because right. I didn't have turf shoes. Yeah. So. Get stuck. Five, not not even five minutes in. I getting shin splints. Oh, just <laughs> running like try, I'm huffing and puffing. Yeah, I didn't even tell them I was getting out the game. I just walked You're out, just... snug. I'm like, yo, I love y'all. <laughs> Took my shoes off and I just watched the rest of the game. <laughs> the way my shins were hurting, that's when I knew I was like, yo, if I'm gonna do this, I, I gotta yeah. like stretch. Workout first. Oh, yeah. And I'm like shape. old compared to like any athlete. If we watch sports and my kid's like, that guy's 31. He's the oldest person ever. I'm like, yo, I'm freaking in my 40s, dude. Yeah, man. But yeah, but yeah that soccer is forever going to be a part of me. And, and That's dope. Yeah, yeah Real sure. Madrid. Shout to Jude Bellingham, yeah. their new Killing. star player. Oh, my God. We've so been good. following him forever because my kid is named Jude. Oh, and yeah. when he told me he wanted to be a pro player like a long time ago, I was like, is there any players named Jude? So, like, I looked up soccer player named Jude, and we found some kid who's, like, 15 years old. And they're like, the new phenom, you know, Jude Bellingham. Yeah. Like, he's really good. And so we started following him since he was, like, a little kid, wow. you know. And then to see where he's become is amazing. Yes. And we were in Spain this summer. My kid played a soccer tournament in Portugal, and we went to Spain before just to hang. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we got the Bellingham. I got him a Bellingham jersey, you know, <laughs> made. And, uh it was yeah. crazy to see like wow. where he's come. Yeah, it's it's insane. I I want to say last year when Real Madrid was and you know because they come in the summer and yeah. play out here. Yeah, we went to both. So, we went to the games. So they would come out to the clubs I was doing. Oh, that's amazing! So I'm freaking out seeing like <laughs> Benzema. Oh my god! And Vinny Rodrigo like in the club. Right. <laughs> I was like. Mind blowing, I, I, mind blown, nervous. Yeah. Like what? How? Like these are players that, yeah, you know, if you know, you know. Oh, so of I'm just like, what are we doing at Poppy right now? <laughs> <laughs> You're like that's Benzema's beard, right? Yeah, there. so it's crazy. Yeah. I saw Neymar one time at One Oak. I don't remember when One Oak was open. Yeah, 
Um, but I didn't know it was him. You remember the DJ booth at one yeah. Oak and then they had the tables in the back? Yeah. So I'm like in the cut in a DJ booth. I think Lil John was DJing. I don't know. Okay. Um, but I was just there. I was right. just in the mix. And I just see like a big scuffle. Not scuffle, but just like commotion back right. here to just get there and have everybody seated. I didn't really pay attention. I was just like, whatever. Then uh, he's leaving. And I'm like, oh, that's Neymar. He's been behind me this the whole, whole time. time. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? That's but, crazy. And this is when he was playing for Barca at the time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like, I, I, I hate you and I love you. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I geek out sometimes, though, for sure. Like, oh, I'm sure. Especially, especially if you're a fan players, of that. Yeah. I mean, I I played in Madrid last year. And uh, the guy, shout to Boromi. Uh, he, he just played in Ibiza with him, oh, like, nice. what, a couple weeks ago or something. And uh, he, but he's friends there. with, a, like, all the players, you know, from Real Madrid. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. And they're coming in. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. I'm like, I got to bring my son here. But it's, like, 2 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one day. My friend Storino in London, he's, like, the guy. Like, yeah. he's just anything in London that's, like, the who's who celebrities all link with Storino. And... If you go look at his Instagram, he's just hanging with every soccer player. It's crazy. And it's not like, hey, I'm just hanging with them. It's like so organic. Like, yeah, they'll post him before he posts them type right. of stuff. And I'm just like, I can't believe I know you. <laughs> you know, it's right. kind of because it's crazy. Yeah. But um, so super dope. nice guy. Shout out Serino, man. And every oh, yeah. time I'm in Paris or London, he's nice. Um, Sure. That's dope. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy to see all that. Yeah, so yeah. crazy. And it's cool to see it blowing up here. Now Messi's here with yeah. the MLS. And Ticket prices was crazy. I was not going. Oh, it was that. insane. It was like the Drake concert. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the nuts. Taylor Swift. That's nuts. Going to the Drake concert is like, that's like, if you get tickets, like if they give you tickets, it's like winning the lottery. Right. You know. I did not think it would be that crazy. It was hard. I Last minute, they were like, yo. Shout out to Future the Prince too. It's, yeah, it's like I know his phone was super blown. Oh my up. god, I can't imagine. So I had to, I had to catch. I know a lot of people and people labels. I was like, yo, and they're like, yeah. no, not for this. I'm like, right. I saw Travis Scott's coming, and I'm like, all right, at least he's at SoFi. Maybe that'll be easier. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. So <laughs> my you kid's know. already asking. He's like, let's start working on the Travis Scott tickets. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you're the you're my cool dad. You got it. I'm also it. like, I don't think you're ten. I guess yeah. he'll be eleven by that point. I'm like, are yeah. you too young? I think he it, can do it. He'll but be fine. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm not getting you front row for. Travis Scott. Nah, no, no, <laughs> yeah. be a bit think, too too crazy. Yeah, his, his shows are are gonna be cool though. That yeah. tour is gonna be insane. It's gonna be I'm dope, right? For that at SoFi. Why didn't Drake do SoFi? Well, come on, would have fit a lot more people. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> love you, Drake. Shout out, Drake. <laughs> Nothing bad. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> he should have done SoFi though. <laughs> yeah, asking. I'm excited for his new album too. Oh uh, yeah, when's week. that coming? Next Friday. I next say. Friday. Yeah. Diddy okay. album. Everybody was all tonight. waiting for it. Uh, yeah, and then they were like, "He's yeah. like, no, it's not this week." Yeah, it's hopefully it's good. I, you know, but yeah. I'm ex- I'm a huge Drake fan. Like. I mean, he solidified himself yeah, as one of the greats at this sure. point, whether you like it or not. Yeah, you whether know? you like it or not, I find myself... He's so talented. Whether you like it or not, you're going to play Drake in yeah. your sets, and I find myself at least playing... Yeah, Can you imagine songs. if they told you you couldn't play Drake anymore <laughs> at um, these I mean, spots? I've been in situations be where it's like, I can't play Drake, I can't play this, yeah. just because of... And you realize at that point, like, oh, damn... 
no Kanye, yeah. no Drake, no, no this, that. No You're like, weekend. All right, here we go. No, it's like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> yeah, no, those are tough. Those are like tough gigs where I, you really find out what you're made of like, yes for sure because it's like and you have to be up on everything like i know whether it's oh this person doesn't like this person or yeah you can't like play literal relationships there. not even yeah. just up on the music not even just up on the exactly how do you stay up on music stuff or the relationship stuff but how do you stay up on like what's your go-to stuff are you just constantly listening to what's coming out or um, get sent stuff no i'll get sent stuff yeah. uh get sent stuff i'll do my research um online yeah i'll go on like dsps and i'll check out a couple playlists or like do the browse thing or sometimes what i do is i'll just like i'll pick a song I like, and I'll just let the algorithm do whatever, and it'll give me like a station. And I'll, I love doing that. I'll also, find shit that I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is dope." I, you know, right? Um, that's that's kind of like Some how, AI collaboration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's in so, a way, it's what it feels yeah. like. You know, I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, like, but that that's kind of how I stay on top of of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. I'm I'm trying to focus more on um, building out my sets. All sets are different. All crowds are different. But like, like we were talking about the the library organization earlier. Yeah, just being more. I I just need to be faster. Right. With, with certain things, certain decisions, certain like just having shit at hand. Um, I think that that's such a key thing to being a great DJ because I don't want to stare at my laptop. We still got to interact yeah. and. We we're just talking about that where like we it's have true. we're just staring at the laptop and it just so happens that the thirty seconds that we do stare at the laptop, the photographer is right there taking a picture. And, you know, no question. <laughs> so, <laughs> For some reason, the photographer also loves to love you. Photographers, not talking yeah. shit, but why? What's the thing of taking a picture during the switchover? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's man. never gonna look good. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, you're going on, okay. I'm move, like, no, I'm, I'm changing a USB yeah, cord, a USB, and I'm yeah. trying to make sure like the CDJ is linked. Like, right. don't take a picture of that. <laughs> Give yeah. me like four minutes, and then I will have a good song playing. Everyone will have their hands up. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I'm just, I'm just trying to like, you know, little details, hone in on the little details, and yeah, and that'll you know build up and right and do you have any organization up. tips or are you just chaos <sighs> me like me right now organ, <laughs> organized chaos right okay now. Same. it's like things will pop up in my head i'm like oh oh it's not there where is it oh i spelled it wrong uh yeah you know um so trying to avoid those mistakes is, is what i'm really trying to focus on now right um and and just stay super consistent with with playing man it's, yeah trying to do a lot more gigs and try to work and branch out a little more outside of LA. Um, yeah. And, and just, well, I mean, really... you two are, you've gone around the world at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, but goes, maybe you're saying maybe get club residencies in other cities. Yeah, or something. It goes, or... it goes back to the Ross video. Yeah. It goes back exactly. to the Ross. You want to live the Ross video. Yeah. Live the <laughs> Ross. video. That's been a dream of mine forever. Right. That's why I've been so like, like I want to do Vegas. I want to do the, big rooms um, yeah because the kid in me saw that ross video and, yeah and i have to do that in order yeah. for me to be satisfied totally um regardless of what celebrity event i do like what i want to do is is 
what Ross was doing yeah. at that time in that video and Eric Deluxe, Vice, right. all of that. So, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm trying to head a little more and um, the touring will be there and try to do everything at once. What about like um, music production or any other, or are there any other goals you have kind of um, going forward? I think uh, going forward in regards to music production, I don't, I can't sit there and, and work on a snare for 45 minutes. I right. know that about myself. <laughs> but I do have, I know what sounds good and I know what doesn't sound good. I know that for a fact. Right. Because it's been proven. Yeah. With records that are out to this day that people won't know that I had a hand in. And, right. That and you were never kind of there say, for the process. In yeah. The production where it's like, more. yo, move this here. Maybe sing this, right? You know, in a different. So, in a way, tone. something like an how an A and R is a producer in a way yeah. where you're crafting the yeah, uh, or even final connecting vision. artists together that right. would you would have never thought yeah. of, and it's like, oh, that's well, partially that's being a producer that. and A and R and yeah. all the things that go into it. But me physically sitting on Ableton or or, or anything yeah. working on, I tried it. I for sure have tried it. I have Splice. I don't know how many Splice credits I have at this point. Cause I, I think for, I have like one million. I forget no. to cancel it. <laughs> Me too. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I got it. was like distributed content, $13.99. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I got 900,000 <laughs> so Splice credits. Anybody out there that wants to buy my Splice credits, please. Yo, whenever I need a sound on Splice, I feel like I'm Jeff Bezos. You know what I mean? I'm like... Yo, what do you need? I'm like, yeah. I'll buy five million snares. Like, I don't care yeah. right now. Like, give me the whole. I've been pack. paying for this shit for years, and yeah. I like for a while. I was using it, and now I'm like, whole pack, bitch. Let's go. Yeah, run it. Yeah, so yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that, and then also, um, I grew up with Latin music, and seeing how big Latin music has gotten, it, it kind of, I, I feel so mad at myself because. I know these artists. Yes. Like, I know their music. You've grown Not, up inside I've, of I've all grown of it. up, yeah. Like, I've, I don't know them personally, but no, I, know I know who you they mean. are. I know, like, I'm yeah. up on everything. Right. So, that's a whole other side of me that I wish if I would have tapped in earlier, by now I know I would have created something crazy within yeah. that Latin community and the Latin world. Right. But also, a lot of people don't even know I'm Hispanic. So I did. I wasn't kinda, sure actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm Salvadorian. Okay, so interesting. It it just goes back. I play a lot of hip hop and all that, so people don't think I'm Hispanic. Um, yeah, or uh, you know, open format stuff. Um, yeah. So when I get booked for Latin sets, they're like, "How do you know this?" <laughs> or like, "I haven't heard this in years." Yeah. Um. So. I, like I, I want to tap into the Latin world a little more and just seeing what like people like Tiny have done and yeah. like the whole Neon 16 imprint with like Lex uh, Barrero and um, seeing even what Bad Bunny has done with just like his brand and taking li- things that work in the in the hip hop community or or any just American artists and seeing them implement it into their careers it's like it could be the tiniest things of how you release a record like bad bunny being mysterious with it yeah to the latin world it's like 
oh my god it's brand new but we you know we have travis scott doing we have kanye we have jay doing the 444 billboards everywhere not knowing what the hell yeah it is true so to see like bad bunny kind of take a page of it but still do it his way it's like damn like i could have probably given input to like some latin artists if i dove in and I still like you know. There's still time. But, oh yeah, it's but not I like just you can't. Yeah, I'm just like now seeing how big it's becoming, and I'm like, damn, maybe I should have got a new little sooner. <laughs> right, <laughs> but, right. But um, yeah. yeah. So I I just want to dive in there as far as music production. Uh, I want to put music out, but I also, I don't know. I appreciate my relationship with these artists more. Right. I think once you cross that line where you start working together and, and start creating, um, you know, things can get tricky sometimes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would much rather be able to just text you and be like, yo, I'm playing here tonight, you know, pull up. Right. Instead of like, we make a record and we both knock heads creatively and we don't, like, I guess just, yeah, I, not to be pessimistic, but I just, it, it can happen. You know, and and I just I rather not even get into that and just like appreciate my relationships with them for what it is now. And if it happens, it happens for sure. And and that's where I'll I'll leave it. You know, yeah, that's dope. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, damn. Well, I mean, we can get out of here pretty soon. I know we've been talking for. (laughs) Sorry, no, I love it. It's great. I mean, there was so much stuff that I wrote down we didn't even really get to, and there's stuff I know like about you that. We haven't even talked about like your relationship with Hit Boy and just your your wow. tours with you know Boss and J Cole and like yeah. stories from that. I mean, we never really got into yeah. any of that. I know you've told it on some <laughs> other podcasts, but no, I've never been on any other podcast. It's first time <laughs> twenty podcasts. Thank you, thank you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Chris, you, you get the uh, exclusive, exclusive night train. Okay, tell all yeah. the stories. Go now, no, um, but yeah, I mean, I. I yeah, I've been around a lot with, you know, shout out to Hit Boy. Yeah, um, I know he was kind of uh, integral into your, you know, getting into things. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, he, he taught, well, just being around him and Audio Push taught me a lot of just like the music industry at yeah. the beginning. And you um, still do stuff with him at all? We talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're still friends. Um, and he's amazing w- what he's doing with Nas right yeah, now. Yeah, I love it. So um, it's so dope just to see him getting his flowers now yeah. again right um cuz he's lived to so many different lives from 2012 to to now and now he has his dad again and and he's producing a whole album for his dad oh, I didn't know that yeah so his dad's rapping so his dad no way yeah his dad if you look up big hit shout out big hit um, his his dad is rapping and Hip Boy's producing all the beats. Wow, um, I didn't know that. His dad was on Grinding My Whole Life. Oh, um, really? The record from way back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Shout out Hit. He, you know, just being around it when he lived in the valley back then. Um, I would be at the house every day. I damn near lived there. Wow. So, I was always the whatever you need guy. I was the you know whether shit uh battle cat wants chick-fil-a fabulous wants (laughs) nas wants like yeah you know i'm seeing all these people come in just wanting to work with them and Mm -hmm. i was always the the kid like yo like 
I like this kid. Like he's yeah. whatever. Like yeah. he's whatever we need type of person. And I've I've taken that from there and then over to like the whole Dreamville family, like whatever they need, they, you know, I've just always been that guy and just right. adapting to whatever the situation is. Um, and that's how I've learned t- how to maneuver in so many situations. I, yeah. You know, even going on tour with all of them, it's like I'll sell merch. I will yeah. um, road manage you. I'll do the logistics of like, how are we getting out of here? Or, you know, negotiating after parties yeah. with the artists. So, and then building my relationships with the club from that. Um, totally. That's huge. Just using any link I could to just pursue my career, but still learn at the same time. So yeah, definitely uh shout out to hit audio push price, octane cast, everybody from that time period that um, showed me a lot and, we yeah. definitely had the best house parties of all time. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, what? It was so I would have like I'd be DJing to be like Big Sean. There's a video on YouTube it's just like Big Sean just like grabs the mic and just starts rapping and I'm just playing <laughs> music and this is so dope. Um so, you know, Chris Brown. It's crazy. He was at Highlight last night and, Oh, really? Um I used to see Chris a lot at Jamie Foxx's house when I used to DJ at Jamie's. DJ at Jamie's for a whole summer and you did. It was wow. like staying with Jamie. Just like, any time he wanted to have a party, you were the DJ. Yeah, literally any time. He likes this to have a party summer and yeah. get on the mic. First, yo man, amazing. <laughs> yeah, but even doing stuff for Jamie, he taught me to like really have everything. I yeah. wish Title was around back then because I didn't have "Do Me" by Bell Biff DeVoe at that time, and he he wanted it on the mic so bad. Right. And I was like, fuck, I don't have it. Here's poison. <laughs> yeah, like, this is all you get. It's, like, it's not the one. Like, I know, I don't have it. You're like, but, I um, need a hotspot download right yeah. now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wish, you know, Beat Source and all those things were around back then yeah. to have those. But I, uh, yeah, I learned all of that through different situations I was in, starting with Hit Boy for sure. That's dope. Um, and learning. A and R learning, uh, split sheets learning, just the business of music, right? And watching all this and um, being around those rooms and seeing artists that I always heard and grew up listening to inspired me to like learn the music business because at that time I wanted to be A and R. Yeah, there's no other better place to be at the time than be with the hottest producer and, exactly you know he had the paris joint he had click he had the whole beyonce stuff at the time yeah. um everybody wanted to work with him so i i think i thank god for putting me there for sure but um it was such a great opportunity and I, sometimes so i wish i was a little older at the time but i'm, I'm glad that things worked out the way they did yeah sure yeah, no, it's just another step for you, you know, and and another um, thing that you've taken and yeah. you know utilized, and 
And man. somehow you're around all these people that are doing <laughs> shit, like I said, in the most high level mainstream things, but staying true to their music. Yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. these people you're with, you know, from yeah. everyone we've mentioned. Even Cole and, and Boston, That's what I'm saying. Them, like, like, that's yeah. all. Those guys, it's, you know. I love their new song, by the way. Passport too. Bros. So yeah, good. So I love the Afro Beats kind of yeah. vibe. And that's all Boss, man. Like, so he's, good. He's. You know, I mixed it with the Afro B uh, Casamigos song. Uh, he has a song about Casamigos, Afro oh, B. Oh, I heard it, yeah. And yeah. then I, <laughs> I play their song right after because they're like, we're not drinking that. <laughs> so, like, I put it together. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you yeah. like one, you'll like this song. You yeah. like, you know. He has another song with uh, I do Kenley Gold or something like that. I think okay. That's his name. So yeah, some good. of the names think, I'm not the best at. Pronouncing. I think he's. I think that song is going to be really dope. Who sure. Boston? Yeah. Song? Oh, it's gonna I can't like wait to hear. I love everything Boss puts out. I mean, it's like from yeah. stuff that just sounds like soulful, dope hip hop beats to yeah. like. I mean, so versatile, very versatile. Yeah. Like I love it. Yeah, I play his stuff at so many different types of events. Whether <laughs> it's like some corporate, you know, Netflix party or. Yeah. A club or the floor room, or you <laughs> You're know, better than me. <laughs> I'm taking your place. Yeah. No, that's you know. Yeah. I mean, I just like his musical taste no, and, exactly. and the way. Bros is, is definitely a, like so good. Such a fun it. song. It's a fun song to play. Such a dope tempo too. Yeah. Like I've been a lot of my sets in that zone. One ten, one twenty. My favorite zone. song right now is the Who Told You, Jay Huss. So good. Just, I love it. So good. Sis feels so good. I got this. Uh, eccentric edit of it last night actually Legend. and i played it at my at the gig and it was he put uh forget me not like a over it uh, and it works pretty damn good <laughs> I, I played the original it. and i played that you yeah. know and then, uh it was at this gig last night and people were like oh shit that's <laughs> dope I yeah it. but yeah it's dope yeah. it's a weird song for people because i think there's no like structure like especially the drake party just like going and going and yeah. going and, but i love it it's so yeah. so good no for sure that's that's one of my favorite songs right now um, any other songs uh that you love playing right now um that i love playing right now yeah who told you <sighs> damn nothing it's so hard it's when that unorganized computer it's that man. Un- <laughs> yeah i know people ask me too i'm like i know i don't know i don't have <laughs> 9 10 23 <laughs> it's funny it's like you mentioned in the beginning like our job is to make decisions but then a lot of times it's really hard for me to make a decision but then when i'm djing i'm like the ultimate oh. i can be so i'm like i wish i could apply that to my normal so life my life yeah because i'm the ultimate decision maker when i'm, I'm djing it's like i'm so good at it and then when i'm in my other i'm like oh should i do this should i do this i don't know i'm like i need to get my dj brain like listen, seriously right we should bring that over but, yeah um, the indecisive yeah now, who told you is one of my favorite songs yeah um, that, that song is dope and then uh, stay a while on the diddy album which you know should drop in a few hours that's gonna be one of my yeah oh yeah songs. it's thursday right now when we're recording so yeah I love this night. Actually, I love DJing on this night, too, because at 9 o'clock, uh, like, my son will go to sleep. I go through all the new songs. <laughs> I get any ones that I think could be cool to play, yeah. you know, for tonight. People won't know them, really, but it's like, but still, you whatever. Get, you get it off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you get to, like, have almost a practice way of playing it. So then when you DJ Friday, Saturday, you're like, oh, actually, that yeah. worked, or I could do this. Or. I can tell you have a lot of fun at Floor Room. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I have a good time. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think some people maybe wouldn't like that situation, but because, like you said, there's no mic work. You know, it's the opposite of some other yeah. places. I don't like, use a mic at highlight either. Right. It's, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's I, very, I like some gigs. I love to be able to just DJ and not use the mic. And yeah. then 
next night I'm in Vegas, I'm on the mic. I'm telling For them what sure. to do. They need it. You know, you have to do it. Speaking and choose. But, like, but I love that. that uh, I have fun there for sure. Those type of gigs where you just play music and, yeah, you know, uh, it's, and, e- it's easy for us to get on the mic and tell people what to do. But right. It's also nice to just really curate yeah. the moment. And feel so connected. Like, I feel connected with everybody in there. I know that, like, okay, if these people maybe aren't feeling... Usually I can get everybody on the same page there. But, like, even if not, I'll do what we said. Take some risks. Do some yeah. weird curveballs. And then, okay, I'll if that didn't work, I'll come back come from back. it. If it did, I'll keep going in that direction. And, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. No, I... I from. The last time I was there, I was like, oh, he's having a blast. And I could just tell. Yeah, I do have uh, fun. Just by the music. So Nice. Thanks. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a blast. Dope. Well, sure. uh, Thanks, I guess, man. yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, I'm sorry I guess, we didn't get through everything. We've probably been. Nah, it's part- fine. I mean, get, I think what I've, what I've learned uh, from this podcast <laughs> is I try to do too much shit. I always, like, I try to do their whole life story. And I'm just like, where yeah. were you born to, like, where do you want to die? You know, and at the end of the day, like, people can look you up and see all the other things. And, yeah. and the type, the little conversations we have in here are the priceless moments of just like, okay, this is the organic, real stuff that, that yeah. we're talking about as just friends and that other people can hear and learn from, hopefully. And, um, there's, you know, you've done so much at such a young age, man. I'm trying to tackle it all. I just turned 30, bro. Yo, happy old. birthday. My knees hurt. <laughs> man, I'm going to turn 45 this year. No way. <laughs> so, you know. No. Yeah. When you were two, <laughs> I, was, I was. No, seriously. That's what you're telling a me. A teenager. About 06. I was like. I was on MySpace posting bulletins and shit. <laughs> I was too. I was trying to pick a song for my page or something. I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's crazy. I know. Yeah. Well, 2006, how old were you? Uh, 12? No. <laughs> 13, 14? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. crazy. It's, so it's crazy too that I have a son that's going to be 11 next year. And it's like, yeah. that's nuts to think about. I, I'm like, yo, you want a DJ? I got everything at the house. He's like, I'm a sports kind of guy, dad. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> We'll see what yeah. happens. See yeah. how it goes. It's fine. I was a sports kind of guy I know. too, so I'm 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 not pressuring yeah. him. He can do whatever he wants. It's yeah. fine. But by that point, you know, you'll be his manager. Yeah. <laughs> you'll have everything right for him. I'll go DJ his game. Yeah. Cool. I'll be too tired from DJing. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, no, this is fun, man. Like yeah, said, for sure. It's such an honor to be here for real. Oh, thank you, man. I Seriously. appreciate it. So Can no we uh, tell people where to find you and uh, stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I mean, Instagram at DJ Nitro. Yeah, that's uh, your main. And that's... you're big on what uh, used to be called Twitter is now X. X. Uh, <laughs> I'm not anymore. It's kind of weird. You're not as much. I, th- I don't really I've slowly been falling off. And like threads, I yeah. thought was going to like come take over. But it's yeah. hard to get into that because I, I just want to go on Instagram. You know, like yeah. it's not... It's, it's tough. I, I can't even call it X. Like, what are you guys doing? It's still called Twitter. tweets and Twitter, Twitter. And I tweeted like, Twitter. I I just I don't know. I I think I don't have. I just missed that. You I don't know if you remember like that era of Twitter where it was yeah. actually fun for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, now it's just kind of like I don't know. Like when I said earlier, you log in and you just see debates, and I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, I can't great. get into it. Can't do it. <laughs> And um, there's just nothing like memes. <laughs> the memes are good. <laughs> yeah. I guess Twitter, you're right. Like if there's a current event, 
there's Twitch. always yeah, and some Twitch. funny ass Twitter. comments that like I'm like, like you're this funny you're just random ass person <laughs> like in the middle something needs to happen for me to go to Twitter yeah and yeah award shows earthquake yeah earthquake <laughs> or earthquakes bringing me in there yeah. <laughs> but yeah but um yeah that, uh, Instagram I'm you know I, I'm on it a little more now uh trying to just yeah now you you've been do doing a good job you're um, you're good at your your branding like we talked about before and your yeah. instagram and i mean shoot, pretty well it, thought out it, it's it's tough it's yeah yeah like i like i told you earlier like i i always cared about what people thought so right try like is this too corny do i post yeah. this like i i suck at like post po- pointing the camera to myself and <laughs> recording a video and talking into the camera i'm terrible at it right but i have to do it like i have to be okay with it yeah i have to like do things you're not comfortable with right as cliche as it sounds but um yeah I'm, you know i'm trying to get my instagram back in action i archived a bunch of pictures just to make it look like yeah cool. and i didn't want it to look like Oh, this guy just takes pictures with celebs and shit. So right. it's just I know. know. I went and checked your shit and I'm like, damn, he has like eight pictures. <laughs> and, I was, <laughs> and I was like, should I do that? <laughs> I'm like, I have like four thousand posts. Like I could never no. take the time. I, I don't know what I would how I would do it. Like yeah, I just it's almost it's like t- my mu- music organization. Like I'm too lazy. Once I start doing it, I start falling asleep. So my Instagram, yeah. I'm like, okay, I gotta unfollow people and even, I gotta yes, curate my page, and then I'm like, I'm too lazy. I <laughs> yeah. can't do it. With my followers, things like I want to get it down so bad. Oh, it's like, too, how have I known four thousand people in ten years? Or like, yeah, how have I fo- you know, I know so. someone equal or someone hit me like, how do you follow so many people? I'm like, how many do I follow? I look, and it was like six thousand or some crazy number. I was like, I love. You, I don't man. know. I've been on since the invention of Instagram. Yeah. Like, I just, I've just been posting and following. Like, I've yeah. not done any sort Nothing of different. cleaning up. So. Yeah, no, but now, like, that's your resume, man. I know, like, I know, I. And- it always happens at the worst time. People are like, yeah, I'll just send them to your Instagram. I'm like, okay, hold on. Oh, let me just, I've done, I did like a million amazing gigs in the past six months. I've posted two of them. Like, yeah, I seriously. need to get on. And I need to start posting my, my stuff more. Me too. Uh, and, you know, we all do. Those, yeah. those are all things. I, I just started know. trying to make myself use the highlights more and be like, okay, just oh. the little highlight zone. Those, like, people want to see what I did or whatever, you I know. Dive into, I don't yeah. know. Same. I, it's it's a that's a whole other podcast and it's it is how to like maneuver yeah uh social media these yeah days as a dj but um it's interesting it's all, yeah it's all new you know? it is <laughs> well yo yeah. thank you for coming you got any kind of last words for the djs out there for, for the djs man for the djs them. encourage so them tell them tell them something <laughs> special <laughs> watch this episode over and over and over again <laughs> yes no. do that um, or he'll play in the club no, yeah like i'll said. play in the club <laughs> yeah like yeah i don't know yeah, i try to message, be funny message for the hackers that hacked uh, vegas i'm getting all these text messages what about happened? this hacker you didn't hear about that no oh, i'm in this group chat and i'm getting like a million texts right now there's these hackers hacked uh, MGM a couple of days ago, and they haven't been able to get it back. And they shut down everything, like the parking, the, the oh, hotel, they're losing the room billions. keys, the slots. Um, they can't check people in or out. Like, it's, like, fucked. It's on some Mr. Robot, like, the TV show shit where they're in control. They they some supposedly, like, like looked on LinkedIn and found an employee's name and called 
in and was so, somehow supposedly within a 10 minute conversation hacked their way in by like social engineering, like talking on the phone and getting a password oh my God. and took over all of MGM, like, like the world. Like, so from, I heard from Borgata, you know, they have pro- places all over. Oh, so, not just the Vegas property. No. And they own everything in Vegas too. So, uh, Bellagio, Excalibur, um, every place that you can think of MGM, oh grand, God. you know, I, I saw reports from Tau group saying what to, to do to their employees. Cause they deal with MGM and, um, crazy shit. And I guess the hackers just wrote something because MGM's like, we won't, we're not paying you the ransom because it just came out that they did this a few weeks ago to Caesars and they paid or something. And then same with some other casinos and they've been hijacked, hacking them and then getting like $30 million payouts or That's I might nothing. be wrong. Don't quote me on the numbers. It but. has to be like, I'd ask for billions. Yeah. Well, so they, they did. And yeah. then they, then MGM wrote this statement, and then I guess I haven't read it. My friend just sent me it, but the, the hackers just wrote this Uh-oh. statement. I just see my friends writing that it's cleverly should worded. Should we read Mr. it? Mr. Robot no, style. It's I'm really long. Yeah, I know. I saw I it. That's why I said, should we read it? <laughs> I'm like, that, we, we have another hour <laughs> yeah. I'll record uh, on the no, thing. But uh, no, message. But it's, uh, it's, uh, that's oh my crazy. God, I didn't dude. know that. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to read it after. Yeah, um, no worries. I want, but yeah, that's. That's you crazy. got a message for the a hackers. Mes- message for the hackers. Get <laughs> don't it. hack me. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, no, nah, but t- I mean, to the DJ set, man, I, I'm, I don't know everything, but I know, um, I know what I've know because I've gone through certain things up until this point. I'm still mm-hmm. learning. Yeah. Um, but if I was to give any small piece of advice, is stop like if stop caring so much about what other people in the DJ community think about you and your decisions and <laughs> how you play certain shit. Right. Um, because, you know, we're all the same to a certain extent. We're all doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, don't take yourself so seriously. I, I, I know I was you know, guilty of that for a long time. Yeah. Where I was like, no, Eric Deluxe does shit this way. Like, yeah, he got lighters with his names and gum. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's a business. Yeah. Um, but the, the more events I've done and the more parties I've done, I've realized that just, just play music and be happy yeah. with yourself and the environment you're in. And, just honestly, if you really love this shit and you really want to do it, do it. And don't don't hold back at all. If you want to post a selfie every day or post a, a mashup every day that relates to DJing, do it. If it's good for you, somebody's going to like it. Like you said, there's so many different niches of of DJs nowadays. Yeah. Just just go ahead and do it. Don't take yourself so seriously and um find a way to get paid for it and then do it the right way. Yeah. Um and you know, I'm always I don't like I said I don't know everything, but if I could help anybody, please feel free to reach out. I'm I'm always gonna you know, if if I don't know it, I know somebody who does. Yeah. So that's dope. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, DJ Night Train. Thanks, Spider. Oh, you've only got 
a million amazing things on the way for you. I know it, but uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you and for uh, me, brother. I will come out to one of your nights soon. I've been slacking on that. Come on, man. Ross beat you. <laughs> yes, Ross beat me, which was surprising. But because yeah. he doesn't go out very much either. But yeah. I'm <laughs> telling you, it freaks me out. Shout out Ross, man. Shout out Ross One. He's been, uh, you know, through our whole podcast today. So yeah, aligns, <laughs> so, man. Go check out Rap Tees Volume Two. Rap I gotta get him on. Yeah. All right, DJ Night Train Twenty Podcast. Thank you so much. Peace. Let's do it later. All right, that was a big chunky episode, a chunker right there. Okay, a big two and a half hour chunker. I'm, I hope you guys made it through. We had some good things all the way up until the end in there. Some good stories. Some good. Some pieces of insight, all that stuff, all coming from DJ Night Train. So thank you to Night Train for listening to the show. Um, as I said earlier, this show is available everywhere. You can listen to it online where podcasts are found. You can watch us on YouTube. You can check our clips. You can click the hashtag, the 20 podcast on Instagram or TikTok, and you'll see so many dope clips. So go check it out. The 20 podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.